episode number 13 of the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods. I am your host, Rob, and tonight with me, I've got TJ. Hello. Kat. Hi. And Bill. Hi. <laughs> I love how, like, we just did a quick test and you're like, hi, I'm super early, and we start and you're like, fuck you. <laughs> You know, the, 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 the throat rules. thing, it's like, you're going to feel really good for a second. Oh, then you're going to feel like shit. <laughs> <coughs> I can already feel myself getting sick. Hey, hey. <laughs> Just because you might have a compromised immune system doesn't mean I'm at fault for it. <laughs> I got my measles shots, goddammit. <laughs> oh. Let's not start down that. <laughs> hey, why do you think, like, we were talking about going to see uh, Disney this year. Why do you think we're not going now? Oh, oh fuck yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's only land. No, the world's apparently okay world's because fine. they spray everybody as they're coming in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, real quick, uh, before we dive into the heart of the show, uh, we wanted to do kind of a quick state of the podcast. Uh, last month, same as December, there was only one episode. Um Good reason for it. We have decided that this show is only going to be monthly, uh, just because of how busy we have all gotten. It's getting difficult, and we've been trying to really focus on the site. Um, so, uh, please bear in mind that you'll only be hearing this normal show uh, sometime randomly every month. I wouldn't put a specific week <laughs> or day on it, but Goddamn. but it does mean there's going to be other audio content, though, coming as well. Because uh, it's more tricky to get five people in a room, but it's not too hard to get two people in a room. So we're already talking about wanting to do, TJ and I will probably sit down and do some serious comic chat, because every time we do it during a podcast, I think we make everybody want to shut us the hell up and us and start going to sleep. A little bit. I love comics. I love comics, but I can't talk about them, so I'm just like, I'm so uh, not, like, I'm so not caught up. <laughs> Neither is he. <laughs> oh, snap. But, but, by the way, I just pointed at Rob. But ultimately, though, still, I do listen to DCR every week, so at least I can hold my own, and I know what's going on, I read the news, so, uh, um, but yeah, so we'll be doing stuff like that, but we're also talking about doing things like spoiler casts, some audio reviews, um, I can already tell you this right now, you can be ready for a flashed spoiler cast probably the day after the finale airs, whenever that's going to be, um, but yeah, so we're going to be going that route, so there'll at least be a lot more audio content coming, so you'll still get the same amount from us every month, it's just going to be not what you're quite used to. Um, but aside from that, let's go ahead and dive right into the show with the question I have for you guys today is this. Would you rather be a criminal living in the Goth- uh, in, uh, in Gotham City, or would you rather be living in New York City in the Marvel Universe? So you're a criminal, so you're going to deal with a group of heroes. You can live in the most overpopulated hero city in Marvel, uh, or live in Gotham, which is just terrifying. So, I'm going to start tonight with... I'm going to start with Kat. I feel like this is a no-brainer, because Gotham City, obviously... I mean, like, yes, you face Batman, but it is overrun with, like, tons of awesome villains. So if you're a criminal in Gotham, you've got a lot of options. I mean, like, there are many different routes you can go with that, and... Whereas Marvel's New York City, it's kind of... <laughs> Hi, microphone! <laughs> uh, with Marvel's New York City, I guess, like... Yeah, there's just... It's overpopulation here, is like you were saying. I wouldn't really want to deal with that if I were a criminal. That's true. Yeah. Um, how about you, Teach? Actually, in all honesty... Uh... So if you live in Gotham, not only do you have to contend with Batman, Nightwing, Robin, Red Robin, Red Hood, 
Batgirl, Batwoman. Who is a vampire bad, now. Yeah, bad dog. Vampire now. Ba- yeah. Bad dog. Oh, and a superpowered Damian Wayne. Yeah, Damian Wayne with superpowers. Blue Lark. Uh, <laughs> spoiler. Of, half of Justice League Dark. Yeah. Um, you also have to deal with the criminal element, including the Joker. So my answer is, I would go to New York City in the Marvel Universe. I would commit one crime, get arrested, and then move to Chicago. because there are no heroes in Chicago and you can get away with whatever the hell you want like petty theft or something like that there's something that you're like there's your slap on the wrist you do 30 days in jail and then I'm just gonna relocate grab a woman's purse let Spider-Man wed you to the wall and move to Chicago You'll be running Chicago... If you're a super villain, you'll be running Chicago inside a week. Well, we're saying you're a low-level thug, but you could probably build up to a high-level <clears throat> crime boss pretty quickly in the Marvel Universe in Chicago, so there yes, you go. Shoot, I mean, hell, you could do it in New York, too. You would just have to stay alive long enough to watch them all bump each other off. Yeah. How about you, Bill? Well, um, I, I looked at this and I was like, there's, there's one answer to this. And maybe it's because I'm a Marvel fanboy, but I'd have to live in Marvel's New York City. Um... And the reason I wouldn't want to live in Gotham City, one word, Batman. Because goddamn Batman will just fuck your shit up. <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, I am deathly afraid of Batman, and I would not want to go anywhere near him if I am a villain committing crimes. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I would. I, I actually will go with DC, um, and for a different reason. I'm going to do what TJ was going to do in the Marvel world, but I'm going to have my petty larson like unpaid parking tickets, something like that, get a good slap on the slap on the wrist, and then move to Central City and become one of the rogues. Because oh, at least awesome. Flash will treat treats his villains with respect, he and he'll be like, you know, he'll, he'll hit you once or twice, but ultimately he's like, Nan, do you feel bad about what you did? And I'm like, yes, I do. And he's like, okay, now you can go. And I'm like, thank you. And that'll be that. The problem is, <laughs> with the DC universe, they're at least they're at least spread out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know I'm gonna you know I move I go to Gotham and then I'm gonna move to. Well, honestly, you could actually probably move to any city, real city, because Canada. I just go to Canada. There's nothing happening in, Canada, <laughs> in the DC universe. Well, no, no. If you th- well, no, Justice League United's based out of Canada now. Again, it's Justice League United. I'm going to Canada. <laughs> yes, but it's Martian Manhunter. That's the scary part. No, that's true. But, uh, no, but keep keep, keep can, Oreos on you. You'll be fine. Yeah, but if you think oh. about it, if you go to any na- actual city, like you go to Philadelphia. There's no heroes in Philadelphia because it's a real city. Yeah. All the heroes are in these fake cities. That's true. You know, Smallville, Kansas, which is apparently, you know, right near not only the dam, the only port, apparently, in Smallville, in Kansas, and, you know, the nuclear power plant. It's also apparently an hour flight away to Metropolis, which is supposed to be New York City anyway. It's true. So, <laughs> there you have it on those. But originally, we have a big movie thing to discuss. And um, it's not the one everybody's expecting. Um, we're going to save that for the end of the show because that ties up our show really nicely. We're going to get into, right off the bat, so Fifty Shades of Grey, the movie, is coming out quite soon. 
The first real long trailer came out during the Super Bowl time frame. Um, I thankfully have not seen it yet, and I don't want to see it. The trailer. <laughs> I have no interest. Were you the one who suggested this topic? Yeah. But I've been reading a lot We're getting about. to it. <clears throat> okay. So, well, actually, why did you want to bring this up this evening? Um, I've been doing a lot, like, I've been seeing a lot of stuff pop up online about it, and there are a lot of articles going on, and, um, a lot of very insightful ones, and I wanted to see people's thoughts on it. I mean, like, a lot of people I know are getting really outraged by it, um, by the movie, because, um, of the impact on the BDSM community. Okay. And because, I mean, like, it's obviously very popular with a lot of people, and so, unfortunately, that stuff has sway. No, it's true. You know, on the opinions of things, and a lot of the people in the BDSM community are concerned that this whole huge populace is going to go and see this movie and view them that it's, like, the abuse shown in the movie. Yeah. Um, I see what you mean. Uh, it's... That's that is a really tricky situation on how that can even. It's it's hard to broach into the gen, general po, uh, po, like populace as far as talking about that, just because a lot of times if you <coughs> tell the average passerby say, "Well, you know what this is doing for the BDSM community," they're like, "What's well, the BDSM community?" <laughs> that's fair. That's that's, fair. that's the trickiest part. I mean, like we all understand what it is. Yeah. Um, but like, I can get weird. weird. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But, I mean, like, the average person, if you, they start reading these articles, they're like, it was like, we read the book, and our BDSM community knowledge is what they were taught probably in Fifty Shades of Grey, which is the sad part. Um, I mean, you even heard that community kind of rise up after that book came out, and people even heard what was in it. Oh, yeah. Well, the, like, there was a huge hubbub, like, right after the book came out, but um, now that the movie's coming out, because it will be to an even broader audience. Very true. most people, if they didn't see the book, they're going to see the movie. And a lot of, like, it's just coming up again, you know? So, yes, it's it's terrible. Like, it doesn't represent the BDSM community at all. Because it boils down to, in the book, in the movie, it's abuse. Just straight up abuse. Mm-hmm. However... This um, is the part where Bill gets hit by cat. <laughs> However, and I, I unfortunately, I can't claim this opinion uh, for my own. I've read it from somebody's article that they, they posted on FetLife. Yeah. Um, it's good for the community because it can create a conversation. It gets people thinking about it, and if they're smart about it, they'll start asking questions, and then people in the community can say, Okay, let me educate you on, as why this is bad. And then they can learn from it. And then they can learn from it. That's true. I can see that. That's actually a really Alrighty. good, kind of strong, that. powerful point. Like, well, that's all you need sometimes. Like, if you take any movie that has some grounding in reality, but that takes one aspect that is a key focus of the movie and does it completely wrong, and there's a lot of people that know what they're talking <laughs> about with that stuff, or even to a smaller, lesser degree, but have a good idea. Actually, I will point out, I will say, like, on one hand, you know, even though it's horrible erotica and a bad representation of the genre, it has made it more commonplace to talk about, at least. It has. So, like, when I've written stuff that's erotica, I can be like, hey, it's erotica, and then, unfortunately, it's the Louis Vuitton, I'm like, well, not quite, but... 
Um, I gotta say, the, mo- the most damning thing that came out of this was on, like, you know, during the publicity tour, um, besides for the complete lack of chemistry between the two lead actors. Yeah. Um, there was an article um, that I read. I can't remember the guy who plays uh, Mr. Gray. Jamie Dornan? No idea. No, uh, but whoever you know he is. He was in um, Once Upon a Time. I remember seeing his face. Who was he in Once Upon a Time? Um, the Graham who got killed off in like the first season. Oh, okay, the, the, the sheriff. Okay, okay, right. okay. Spoiler. <laughs> Anyways, uh, while they were filming the movie, you know, they took them out to you know like events and to expose them to the community and what happens in the community. And there was one, one story he was sharing. He was like, yeah. After we were done there, I went home and I felt like I had to take a shower before I hugged my wife and kids. And it's like, wait a minute. These people aren't dirty. They're not depraved. They're just enjoying. They know what they enjoy and they do what they enjoy. Yeah. Why does that make you better than them and feel like you have to get yourself clean before you interact with other people? Yeah. There's some porn I watch that makes me want to go home and take a shower before I interact with people. Okay. It's like the Louis C.K. I will leave that to your imagination for a few minutes. It's the Louis C.K. It's like you never jerk off and then immediately go out of the house and like people are just looking at you like they can see it on me. They know what I've just done. Well, it's not even... I mean, honestly, the one thing that you're... that people are assuming... When the question of this is going to start a conversation comes up, is that the people who are going to see this movie and who have read this books are intelligent enough to ask questions that they should be asking. Yeah. Okay. The problem comes down to, the, and this is the same problem that you have in Twilight, mm-hmm. in, and now I'm going to get the angry emails, and <laughs> in books like The Hunger Games, mm-hmm. the female. Pro- protagonist, in air quotes, is a movable Mary Sue that can do anything mm-hmm. except exist without her man. Um, I will argue that really quickly in The Hunger Games because the relationship aspect of those that entire series was a very backseat part. Well, yes, but, would, but not necessarily with the man that she's in love with. It could be the men... Who are pulling all the strings in the background? Oh, the oh, entire thing okay. yeah. in Hunger Games is President, nothing to do with Katniss. It's President Snow, well, yeah. and it's That's not well, very and his That's political opponents, who are all male. Huh. Uh, uh, no, the leader of it. District Thirteen, President Coin, is female. That's, okay, That's true. so there's so, one. <laughs> but she's the one. She is the one pulling all of the strings. Actually, she yeah. is fair, That's true. but but she's not the female protagonist. And all of her minions are men. I mean, who's the big... Philip Seymour Hoffman was supposed to be the guy behind everything in the movies until he unfortunately passed away. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what you have is a series of strong female leads, again in air quotes, that aren't really strong female anything. I don't think Twilight even pretends to be strong. Well, no, (laughs) she's supposed to... Is she supposed to be? Yeah. People, I don't know. (laughs) Well, you got to think about it too, is which is where Fifty Shades comes back in. Is Fifty Shades was a Twilight fanfic, yeah, you know, and that's the problem. For somebody who didn't think that you know Twilight was creepy enough, yeah, I know, right? 
5,000-year-old well, vampire hitting that's... on a 16-year-old. Stop <laughs> reading that book. <laughs> but that's what, like, gets me about this, too, is like, okay, Fifty Shades, right? They're, you know, all these women, and there are a lot, a lot of women that are going on about, oh, like, Mr. Gray is the best, uh, <laughs> TJ's writing you a sign. Um... Mr. Gray's like the perfect man or whatever. Like, so pretty much, it's all these women are attracted to an abusive guy. What the fuck is wrong with our society that that's what they're into? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Like, it glorifies rape, abuse, assault, Stalking, domestic all violence. This stuff, yeah. Like, I actually read an article recently, and I, it was making me, like, ill. A lot of people I talked to that read it had to stop, but it actually cataloged all the different instances of abuse in the first book. The person writing the article got to 50, that was the goal, and had to stop around, like, the beginning of the second book because she was getting too much. Like, it was just too much for her, too. Well, if you like, look, I mean, if you... It's sad that if you hold up any of these books that have become popular over the years, in a lot of cases, it's like setting, you know, you're special because you're you're special. You know, there's no reason ever given. You played T-ball, you get a trophy too. No, it's, it, it's not even that. Everybody wanted Bella. Everybody. Yeah. You know, whatever side you were on, Bella was important. Why? Well, that's kind of like Nobody the um, harem answer. animes with guys, where it's like like a lot of harem animes, there's yeah. a guy surrounded by a bunch of chicks, and the guy's usually like normal and boring, and there's nothing going on with him. Oh, well, he's nice, and that's why well, I I'm pretty sure those. Like, I'm pretty fuck? sure those harem animes are also called porn. Okay, well, now, like, which don't need a well, plot. We're, we're, we're talking about things like Tenchi. Tenchi Muyo yeah. is not a porn. That, that like, was that a is a very. Network. It was aired on Cartoon Network. I and mean, it's. Like, most of those shows. How heavily edited comedy. was it? Um, not at all. Not oh, really? Yeah. No, that's No, it's, it's actually very common. Like, the harem anime is more of a trope. Yeah. It's kind of like. Oh, my God, this is another good of, example. Oh God, there are, like, a million in anime. But, um, regardless, like. You kind of see it, but it's like, so that special thing, like, yeah, mm -hmm. I can totally see that. But it's it's taken to the nth degree. Uh, for example, in the newest one, Diverging. Oh, I hate that book. She's special <laughs> because they tell her she's special. They never give a reason for why she's special. It's Same with the Hunger Games. Why the hell? She registers Divergent on the test. I did read the first book. Yeah. It was... My problem is the lack of characterization in a lot of those books. Yeah. Like, Divergent was really bad with that because, like, you know, Hunger Games, I thought, at least had a little more characterization. I really liked the writing style of it, and I liked the content and what it was about. But um, I, I will admit, I do think Katniss could use some brushing up in the character department. Backbone, but, um... brains, <laughs> the ability to see three feet in front of her. She can see three feet. She shoots she just can't hear in 360, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean look I mean look at the movies. The movies are a bad representation. Yeah. I mean, but that's what we're getting. That's true, that is what a lot of people Though are getting. We've kind of this. straight off the original topic, and by <laughs> oh, the way, yeah. I don't think there's any redeeming quality for Fifty Shades of Grey for the Actually, PSD I think the movie. best thing I don't either. The best thing in the world I heard about the movie was IGN just put up the review and 
if you go to the bottom of the review, they have like a little red uh, section that's like the best parts about it and then the worst <laughs> parts about it. And one of their best parts about it was writing so bad it's good. And then below that in the negative section it was writing so bad it's bad. <laughs> and I'm like, that kind of said it all. It's just kind yeah. of like, that's a movie that I'm really can't wait for it to come out on DVD. And so, <laughs> so we can, I can all burn it outside. No, so we can all sit around Riff one tracks. night, get some drinks, and listen to riff tracks and watch Fifty Shades of Grey. For the record, I'm sorry, I don't watch porn in groups. It's <laughs> just awkward and weird. Actually, apparently it's very soft, too. I do, and it's actually really kind of fun. Like, <laughs> sit down, watch some hentai, play some Monopoly. <laughs> it's a good time had by all. That was revenge for, for my porn comment earlier. <laughs> no, but it got me my, it really, like, got me my first girlfriend in college. Well, there you You're go. Awesome. Renaming things can come hey. up. Yeah. So, well, you got to look at it, though. I think, again, you were right, though. The best thing that can happen for this is it will start a dialogue for people that have an interest in the BDSM community that maybe have been really quiet about it in the past. And they're like, I have an interest, and, hey, this is the first time I've been exposed to it in the culture. And, but, hold on, and hold they on. meet, well, the thing is, they meet somebody that says, you're doing it all wrong. And then they show them secretary, <laughs> which is fantastic. <laughs> but But the thing is, though, but you can take something bad and learn something good, for, not from that, but from the experience of everybody telling you you're a moron for giving Hollywood this money to, to see this. But again, you're going back to this isn't BDSM. If you're into this... That's true. Yeah. If you're into this, you're not into BDSM. You're into being abused. Yeah, that's and at true. that point, you're you should into... be seeing a therapist. Well, yeah, because like that screams insecurity. Okay, it well, really preys upon th- insecurity. Then maybe what, like my point really was more along the lines of it is at least we're all now talking in about an this. Ide- that's true. In an ideal world, that could be, but really, the we don't the, live in an ideal we don't. world. And the problem is a lot of the, I mean, primarily like women who are going to see this movie. Um, and like who in, are enjoying this book are also people that look at it and go, "Ooh, this is so naughty," but no, don't really actually want that in real life because mm-hmm. they think it's weird. Right. These are like the They're normal the kids. We are the weird kids. Like these are the normal people that are like that that would go to the um, really... thing and go to a BDSM club and go, "I need to go take a shower afterwards so I can be with my wife and kid or with my husband and kids." Right. Mm-hmm. Like. These aren't people who really want to explore the BDSM community because the people who do would find alternate ways, like modes on the internet, like fat life, like other things where they can kind of creep their way in any healthy way. Right. Um, and like I said, again, at least people are talking, so the people that are like already a part of the community can be like, look, this is not how this functions. Please don't use this as a way to view us, especially with all the other commentary about that going on about... This is abusive. Now people are also looking at people in BDSM communities thinking, you're abusive. That's what it is like that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let us explain this to you. It's, it's opening up a really large dialogue about this. And it's making things easier, at least for the people in the community, to maybe not feel as alone. Yeah. Um, where they don't feel like they only have a small outlet. And... Well, again, we can hope for the best. There have been a few outrage. We prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's uh, let's just dive out of this. because longer than I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, we originally thought it was like we were going to say, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's not going to do anything positive, and then moving on. But yeah, we, we, really, we really got roped into that conversation. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, it really kind of like tied us up for a while. 
And the bell has returned. I mean, you know, I don't... <laughs> I, I'm not I, close enough to hit him. I, I don't want to handcuff anybody here, but let's, uh, yeah, let, let's, let's, let's move on here. That last one wasn't a pun. The first two were good, I'll give you that. Time, but that last one wasn't a pun. last one was a little bit of a stretch, but it's, it's not bad. T- it's time to break out the safe word, and let's, let's move on. <laughs> that wasn't a pun at all. No, no, no okay, it wasn't. But it was, just, it, was a, it was a good segue. Yes. Um, segue into what? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Segway into something that's not this. We'll just put it that way. Um, actually, though, we will touch base on uh, an actual serious though topic um, before we get into some uh, more fun stuff though this evening. Um, so you wrote an article last night, Bill. Yes, yes, I did. Um, I I was looking on Facebook and one of my friends had posted an article uh, by Brianna Wu, who is a game developer. Uh, she's also been one of the major um, major figures that is being attacked on the internet for her views, and also mainly because she's female. Um, and she had also, you know, wrote about in this article that there was a Law and Order ep- episode coming up, uh, Law and Order SVU, which uh, mainly deals with crimes of a uh, sexual nature. And this episode was basically everything bad that happened after Gamergate started. And the episode was called Don't Don't Be Intimidated? Uh, no, the em- episode was called, was called The uh, Intimidation Game. Intimidation Game. Which, by the way, if you read the official synopsis that they released, made me want to go find the writers and beat them over the head. Because <laughs> I swear to God, the actual, the official synopsis read at the end, in order to, in, in order to solve this crime, the, the detectives will have to level up Uh, yes stab 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 not because it's a bad pun okay because it's bad writing it was it was very bad writing um after coming down from the uh, emotional roller coaster that i had while watching it um because i was planning on writing about it uh because again i i thought about writing about it about three hours before it came on and did not say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go write about this and put it up on the site. I asked everyone that writes for the site first because I didn't want to put anybody out, make anybody feel uncomfortable because we know, you know, we, we've seen what happens to people who speak out on this topic. Bad things happen from people on the Internet sitting behind their anonymous computer screens. Um, but... You know, going back and, and really thinking about it logically, the episode, it did a heck of a lot. It threw out absolutely everything that's ever happened. You know, death threats, doxing. Make, sh- make sure you save some of your article for people to go and read. <laughs> Anyways, it, it really, it took everything that's been done and threw it into 45 minutes. Yeah. And... Like- it was uh, it was terrible it was really emotionally taxing you know not because it was really poorly written but just because it showed everything that can happen and thinking about it critically it's like well this could actually maybe happen in real life see i'm actually i'll actually say i'm slightly surprised i used to watch svu a lot yeah um and in the begin and i think i got out of it around the time that the guy who played stabler left um, up until that point, well, it wasn't, you know, 
Oscar winning or, you know, yeah. Tony or whatever award winning performances and writing, they at least normally could present a fairly solid um, case slash a view. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, there were, I mean, some of my favorite episodes are from really well thought out. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's television ridiculous, but, you yeah. know. The cases were still thought out and well written, so it surprises me that the episode was badly written. It, it felt like they wrote it and filmed it in probably about the span of six hours. Like, oh, and yeah. it was and they pushed out. They also they again, cover. they just they mansplained the hell out of everything. Like every time they threw out, you know, a term that I understand. They were like, oh, it means this and this and this and this and this. It, it's the sad thing. It's kind of like anytime you watch like anything with military in it and somebody uses EMP, they never say EMP. They always say, well, they used an electromagnetic pulse because you can't just get by anymore because you got to handhold everybody. So I can't imagine in 45 minutes, they're like, we're going to do all these things that nobody knows what they're called blah, blah, blah. and have to explain all of them this and still tell a story. Mm-hmm. You know, I... It, I, I can't see how that's... Yeah. I mean, it was rough. It got the point yeah. across, uh, at least to me. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that the general public it got the point across um, without yeah. seeming too ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but then again, again, they they may not have gone far enough as well. And you should just, you know, watch watch the episode, read, read, you know, read my article. Mm-hmm. Uh, spread the word about it because... And don't go to Wikipedia to find out more about what Gamergate is because that's a mess. Well, eh, it's all a mess out there. Any site that's trying to explain I'll, it I'll is a mess. It, I'll put it this way. You're not going to be able to ever get a clear picture of it at this point in time in the game because it's been so fucked up at this point trying to understand what's happening because there's so many alternate viewpoints. Well, I mean, like, really, the the reason it can keep perpetuating are they <laughs> upside down now. This time, TJ, maybe. But I mean, like, the reason it keeps perpetuating is because the online, like, cyberbullying and cyberterrorism is continuing, and that's why Gamergate keeps resurrecting. The original start of it all really has nothing to do with why it's still coming up. It's just become the emblematic name. But um, one thing I wanted to say, though, is, like, the interesting thing with the... Well, not interesting, but, like... um, I was talking about it with someone earlier today, and, I mean, the scary thing about, like, all the cyberbullying and stuff like that is, like, okay, you know, it's easy to dismiss if you think, alright, maybe it's, like, a 13-year-old boy or whatever just, like, raging on the internet, and he's, like, has to go to bed soon or whatever, you know? But, like, the scary thing is, like, in PA, someone was arrested for it, and yeah. he lived in Phoenixville and was 29 years old and fully capable of buying guns and arming himself and doing those things so it's any age i mean like that's the scary part about it you want to know what i find really sad this is probably a topic that we should revisit at some point yeah in the 80s who are we afraid of going into places and shooting everything uh it was uh the whole cold war issues that were happening still that way specific group of people who we were afraid were going to get guns and shoot up people randomly. We have a term for it. It's called going postal. Oh, yeah. It was post office workers. Yeah. In the 90s, who was it? Who were we afraid was going to go postal? 
I Teenagers. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. They have Columbine. I was yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, 90s to early 2000s. Yeah. Now who are we afraid of? Gamers. Gamers. We're afraid of me. Yeah. And that makes me very sad. Yes. Can I raise my hand and say I got screwed with the whole Columbine thing, too, because I, I wore a black trench coat? Yeah. I did, because guess what? That was the coat I had. And I didn't watch the news the night before, and I came oh, into school the next morning with my backpack, wearing black, and had a, my black trench coat on, and guess who got called to the office really quick that day? Oh, my God. Well, yeah, but that's the bitch of it, is now gamers are the ones that are looked at as the... We're going to go postal. a really valid point, and that's... That's kind of scary. It yeah. really sucks. Because yeah. it's such a huge community. Thank God I'm a comic book that... nerd, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Well, that, to raise that's spirits the just a bit, though. folks. It's like, you know, that, that used to be something people were proud to identify mm-hmm. with, and now a lot of us are like, eh, so will... because of those... Yeah. I will say this might be something we want to revisit after your article comes so. up. Yeah. Uh, because if we start talking about it now, one, why are they going to have to read your article? Yeah. And well, it's two. We're so not the article is out. I mean, uh, okay. The article is out. But yes, but now that you know, they right. can go find it. Exactly. You know, and two, you know, why? You know, we're not going to talk about anything else on here because we'll, I could talk about the, that for an hour and a half. I know. Well, I know. <laughs> I know all of it's good. I mean, um, and it's never worth bringing up the negative community too much because there's it's kind of like the idea of that while there is the negative community and we addressed and we all understand it's we know what we need to do to make things better i'm not gonna give them attention on this tonight because giving them attention is what they want mm-hmm. yeah um and i don't mean that in a negative way as far as we should not not to talk about them but again that's what they're looking for they're looking for more well, and more people to... for, like, vitriol and exactly. anger back, but if you're just proceeding with a logical discussion and raising awareness, I do think that... But that's the problem, is we're willing to have a logical discussion and no, they're no, no, not. No, I'm saying what we're doing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's a logical discussion. I don't think that is feeding into their stuff, because they wouldn't... They don't want a logical discussion. They want... Like, when they prod, they want someone to prod back. They mm-hmm. want someone to get upset. Nobody's really... Yeah. See, this is the thing. Everybody always says, you know, don't give them what they want, mm-hmm. and they'll go away. You know, they won't. They they're not going away. Mm-mm. We're not. You we're know, not. okay. The geek community, you know, when they they hear this, they jump. You know, they go. You know, ban this guy from the boards. We want to get a new name. The only thing that will stop these people, yeah, that will stop, you know, idiots who make death threats, is it people who can do what they do. Which is, you know, go in and get everything about the person they hate. Yeah. Goes in and gets everything about them. And it's happened. We, but, we, but, saw, we saw a great moment when it happened. And what's up? when one of the girls got doxxed, and she doxxed everybody that got her right back. Oh, that's cool. Well, but, but again, we, we can't stoop to their level. Exactly. Like, we can't debase ourselves. You know, we need to keep the higher ground. We need to be the better people in this argument because we just we, we want people to feel safe. We want people to have fine, a good let, life. Then fine, let's do you know. Then let us make sacrifices to keep the higher ground. I'm willing to go with my name on every website that has a form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. make that standard policy. No oh, more yeah. hiding behind bullshit screen names. My name is 
TJ, this is my email address. If I say something stupid, you guys can all spam the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's the funny thing is, ultimately, these are the same people that are kind of like, we need net neutrality, we need net neutrality. And I agree, because I don't want other things having power. But, like, these are the same people that are like, we want to have the ability to be anonymous online. Okay, well, with that comes responsibility. No, it doesn't. Well, no, it has the responsibility of not abusing that because if you want that and you want they have the ability to be anonymous you can't do things that are going to want people to all of a sudden take that away from you mm-hmm. like think about like twitter the guy from uh, the ceo of twitter came out same with the ceo of reddit and said we really suck about dealing with this yeah, stuff and is. we're trying to find a way to fix this oh God, and once is. they do that same community there that's fighting do, causing all this stuff are, one of the worst. They're going to start attacking now these big groups, and they're like, "You can't do this. You can't can't take these away from us." And I'm like, "You're using our product. You have to understand. Yep. We have a code of conduct, yeah. and they can change the code of conduct." Yeah, Twitter is la- like notorious for their lax, because uh, that's where people tend to get it the worst. Is Twitter? I, I will say, um, in defense <clears throat> of, I heard some news recently that made me go, "Hey, look, the anonymous thing can work in our favor." Yeah. And that is that Anonymous has decided that they don't like ISIS that much, and they're going to rip them apart. And then they published ISIS's bank accounts. Well, it's it's oh, the problem. It, 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 it's the problem with Anonymous. It's such a large group, and there's no defined boundaries. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them that do very good things, well, like just... attack you know attack the terrorists, yeah. like you know? the WikiLeaks stuff that came through, like. So a lot of stuff that was being held back that the the general populace didn't know and stuff like that. I mean, there's been some very big positive things, but there oh, but there's also shitty things. Like, what didn't something happen at Extra Life with um, maybe not the big group, but like hackers and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, well, Extra Life not in 2014, but 2013, the there yeah. was a group that took down a children's donation, uh, like a like the Children's Miracle uh, Network charity. donation point for kids like, to get seriously? money. For hospitals, I mean, and somebody shut down their servers because they had an issue with one of the people that was involved in one of the groups. Um, and that was how they went after them. Um, I mean, it's it's such a... It, it, there is no... It doesn't feel like there is ever going to be a way to win this, it feels like. It's just trying to get enough well, people to start also, doing more and more positive stuff. We're also at a cusp age, though, of that, too. Because we are the demo generation with that kind of stuff like i mean like i remember when the internet got big you know what i mean like it was one of those things where you know we we were kind of rolling from the ground up on this like you know kids my sister's age they've had the internet their entire lives Mm -hmm. we were the first generation that really didn't we had like that little cusp where it was still like you know i remember being in like fifth grade and using dial up and crap like that you know like an AOL. Like, you know what I mean? And that's... <laughs> TJ's I like, remember Atari! <laughs> oh, I do too. Uh, uh, well, BBSing? But that's my point. Like, you know, all of these things, like, these are issues that have never been dealt with before. That's the problem. And, it's, like, we're kind mm-hmm. of... We're our cul- our culture, yeah. Our culture has that. changed so much in 20 years yeah. that we still don't know how to how to handle it. Personally, I blame Fox News. But, no. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, no, it, it's 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 just a shame that it's still in such a negative point. Like there was even like a little bit of time where everything was getting slightly better for a couple months. But it wasn't. It, I mean, like to be honest, the situation had died down. But the problem is, 
The situation is not the initial inciting Gamergate incidents. The situation is, is the, the consistent because ongoing. Because, I mean, like, there was another article up recently, and, like, this is just something that normally happens, but bloggers get, like, vicious death threats, attacks, all this shit. And the thing, like, there was a woman who was um, writing for The Guardian. Not even, like, a gamer site or anything like that, but The Guardian. And, um... She got, like, she, you know, she's like, whatever, the death threats I'm used to at this point, it sucks, and it's soul-sucking, but, like, but then someone went on Twitter as, like, and posed as her dead father. Yeah. And that was a line, and she actually chased him, you know, normally she didn't engage, didn't engage, didn't engage, that was the inciting incident, she chased him down and was like, hey, dude that's not cool, and wrote a big rebuttal to it. Yep. And he actually reached out and contacted her and sent a full apology and crap like that. Like, because he got caught. And because got, he got caught, mm-hmm. and that's the Which thing. is what we have we to have do. We have to start catching these people. Well, I like, mean, law enforcement needs to get involved somehow, or some form well, of... You're starting to see some of that stuff happen. Like, yeah. um, well, but like, look at uh, the recent things that have been happening. Like, on Christmas Day for gamers, Lizard Squad shut down PSN... Um, the Xbox network, and the feds are now starting to go after these people. They caught somebody. Yeah. And, yeah, they did. And it was uh, some kid in Europe. And there was somebody else in the States. And they're starting to take this stuff very seriously because it's starting to happen more and more and more. Because it is serious. The the problem is now we're getting... And and it's happened before with new technology. It'll happen again with new technology. (laughs) But it will... But we're now getting to this odd spot where now we're going to start enacting laws that overcompensate for this fact. Right. And that's that's where it gets very dangerous very, very because quickly. Because we have people who, the people who make these laws um, are now, you know, don't understand the technology they're trying to make laws for. Right. Mm-hmm. We had a senator 10 years ago who thought the internet was a series of tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you uh, never uh, saw that? No. That was Al Gore. No, it wasn't. Oh, oh, that's right. No, who? It was a senator. It oh, was, no, that's right. Al Gore claimed he created the internet. Yeah. No, actually, he didn't. <laughs> that was a fab. Funny enough, that was a fabrication brought to you by Fox News. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> uh, no, it was. But, I mean, it's not only that, but it's like, I mean, you can look at senators, even the younger, younger ones, mm-hmm. who should know better. Who are doing stupid stuff like tweeting out a dick pic? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, seriously. Well, you know what the kind of funny thing is to kind of wrap this up because we could go on on and on and on, and on, on, on for quite a while about this. Um, if you are a fan of a sitcom called Parks and Rec, um, actually, this past week's had an episode called um, uh, Pine Mary, and. Um, they actually were kind of interesting in how they handled basically the idea of functioning with different groups of people and watching how all these different groups attack each other and there is no winning. But they took it in such a good positive way of how to handle it and how to work with it. And this they kind had of the Meninists featured. They, they, yeah, they had oh, Meninists. They had to practice Meninism. <laughs> Let the man speak. Wow. Yeah. And if you think that's a joke, it's a real move. And then they had, and then they had the anti-feminists, and then the uber-feminists, and it was. (laughs) Then they had people that are like, yeah, all for, 
what's best because of a religion and stuff like that. And they had all of these people warring in a group and you have two people stuck in the middle of all this and watching them deal with it. It's really kind of how we feel, I think, in these situations. The people that have a level head and it's just like, no matter where you turn, you're going to be attacked by someone or something. Mm -hmm. And it's how do you handle that in the culture we live in now. And that's the worst part of it is... There really is no way, but you just have to stand your ground and your beliefs and do the best thing you think is right. And that's, it's not an easy thing to do, but like, have some conviction, believe in what you're doing, and then just kind of go from there. But I highly recommend watching an episode. It, it kind it of, it was very good. It, it kind the of, the entire season was really good. They handled um, internet stuff, like privacy and yeah. all that stuff and data mining and all that jazz. Very interesting. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see, but I mean, that's, this is going to go on for quite some time, and you know, as bigger things happen and maybe positive changes or negative changes continue, we'll probably keep talking about it. Uh, it's something that's well worth talking about. Yeah. Um, but to move out of this, uh, we'll go into something real happy before we roll into the break. Are we Are we swinging into this next time? We are swinging into this next one. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we get applause on that one for Bill. Um, so, they were pity applause, but, you know, <laughs> things you can get. I will say... He's kind of stuck on stuff like this. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I'll draw you into my web soon enough. <laughs> and if you haven't guessed what we're about to talk about quite yet, and you haven't been on the internet in the last week... I'm, se- I'm sensing a change in topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seeing how many hairs I can get Rod to pull out of his head. I don't have any left. <laughs> I really don't. You have some in your beard. I do. <laughs> so, a uh, very positive thing came out this week. Um, apparently, uh, a couple couple months ago, there were some rumors that this was going to happen, and uh, kind of disappeared. And all of a sudden, what was it? Tuesday? Uh, yeah, it was Monday, Monday, Monday night. Monday night at like eleven o'clock Eastern time. So, hey, guess what, folks? Spider-Man is coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I actually didn't believe it. I didn't either. <laughs> All I can think about is that there was something Sorry. where it was like, oh, was it the, I'm Marvel and I'm a DC, those things? And then Spider-Man's always like, aww. Like, every time. It's like, I'm like, neither of like, this. I'm in the event. Aww. <laughs> so, so I'm going to start out with something that could be a little bit humorous. So I was reading an article by a guy who had read the contract between Sony and Marvel. Oh yeah, yeah I, I, I know all the details. So actually, do, should we get into that stuff real quick before we go into the story? Or well, no, well, this is okay. just kind of funny because okay, go for I'm, it. I'm sure this guy was reading it wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's still funny to think about. Apparently, the language of the art of, uh, of the contract includes Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but not necessarily anybody else. So theoretically, Sony can't make. So Sony and Marvel get together, and Marvel produces a Spider-Man movie, and can't use Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, <laughs> Doctor Octopus, Uncle Ben, Aunt May, or anybody else. Well, well, if they said just Spider-Man, can they actually use Peter Parker? I don't know. <laughs> but That's the guys a like really good point. The well, guys can... like I, I, I have to be reading this wrong. I'm going to check with some people and I'll get back to you. And I never saw... I can't find the article again. Yeah. But... Because it was one of those 
you know, I, I read this site and it said here, link to this article to read about it. Uh-huh. I link to that and link to that. So I don't yeah. know where I wound up. Here's all the facts about it, but you have to click through 10 pages to read yeah. each fact individually. But, um, yeah, so we could see a, I mean, hell, this might be a great thing because if they can't use Peter Parker. We get Miles Morales. We get Miles Morales. So I'm okay We get a half black, half, Hispa- uh, half Hispanic yeah. Spider-Man who is a fucking amazingly well-written character. Too bad he'll be in a Marvel movie. Aww. <laughs> so, and be reduced to every other minority in those movies. So here, so what we know about this deal at this point in time is this, and it's kind of interesting because I'm amazed that some of this stuff happened the way it did. So Marvel and Disney spent zero dollars and zero cents to get Spider-Man, which is kind of interesting. Because apparently, a couple months ago, they offered a, an obscene amount of money to Sony to get the character rights back. Which they said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, then amazingly, the Sony leaks happened and more discussions happened. And keep in mind, Sony Pictures is still primarily focused as a whole in Japan. We have the US side for the studio and they deal with the nitty gritty, but anything that's owned by them... Ultimately, the calls and shots are made from Japan. Sony is a Japanese company. That's how they they function. That's how it works. So the interesting thing is, we do know this. Spidey is going to first be unveiled in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Um, Civil War. They said Civil War. I wouldn't be shocked to see a nod in Avengers 2 because they still have time. No, I don't. It's either going to be... They don't have time because they would have to get all the principles back, get them in shape enough to. I'm gonna put it this way: Stinger at the end of the at, at the end. Think about the shawarma scene from Avengers. Maybe that was shot four days before the movie came out in theaters. They got yeah. everybody together, shot it, and added it because the preview film didn't even have that scene in it. If they want to say, "Hey, we finally have Spidey," all they need is a web. Uh, shooting across the screen, Spidey swinging somewhat out of focus across the New York City skyline, that's and that's it. You don't need to have an actor. You don't need shit. to have a finite costume, anything. Um, the problem, my guess is it's going to be Civil War. Uh, my, uh, my, that's ultimately my guess, but I wouldn't be surprised if something happens a for a stinger at the ascent. Like, after crowds. You might see Ant-Man, maybe. Maybe. Um, but we do know <laughs> that's part of the deal. Um... There is going to be a Spider-Man movie starting in 2017 by Sony. Any movie that Sony makes with Spider-Man, Sony gets all of the profit. Any movie that Marvel makes with Spider-Man, they get all of the profit. There is no sharing on that. They did say that. Marvel and Disney retain all merchandising rights for either studio picture. Well, that what's interesting there is Marvel always had this, the merchandising rights, which is where a lot of this came from. Uh-huh. Okay. okay, so Sony could make a movie, but then couldn't produce any toys to go with the movie. Yep. Marvel had to produce the toys, which is why the Spider-Man toys last 10 years have been crap. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. For any live-action movie. Yep. Oh my God. So, the whole objective is, the reason that Marvel, the Marvel is going to unveil the character is, now Sony gets to reap the benefits of, they ultimately made the character, and they're going to make it viable, which is going to give us money. And ultimately, I think uh, they have to have... I think Sony gets final say, but all movies involved have to go through both sides at this point. 
what what it is is Kevin Feige will be producing the movie will produce any Spider-Man movie. Sony though gets a creative veto basically. They get the final creative vetoes if there's something that they yeah. don't like. But the nice thing is they took Avi Arad away from heavy producer. He's an executive producer and has no say as well as the other person that's mm-hmm. responsible for the Sam the, Raimi and the Amazing Spider-Man. Films. The other thing that's interesting is that the woman who was the center of the email leak scandal, resigned. Really? And she was apparently the holdup oh, really? in this. To, because she didn't want... She was... And I gotta, you know, props to her. She was loyal to, at least from the grapevine, she was loyal to uh, um, Andrew Garfield and wanted him to play Spider-Man. Marvel was like, no. We we yeah. want to, we don't want him and right now apparently they sense. got her they got their way so Andrew Garfield is out yep he is gone they said uh, they said since he's thirty one they're doing Spider Man the way they said if they're gonna rebuild him they they said he's a high school student again and that's that mm-hmm. and they're going from there and building the character from there yeah. they did say it sounds like we're not gonna get another origin story thankfully oh, God. God and they're yeah, just gonna move sorry, forward. Like, Having the, I mean, like, I actually enjoyed the Andrew Garfield, like, first movie better than I enjoyed the... Second one? No, uh, well, I didn't even watch the second I didn't bother with it. Um, the, uh... Tobey Maguire. No, I hate Tobey Maguire. So those were... I hate Tobey Maguire, and I hate Kirsten Dunst. So those movies were kind of painful for me. I know a lot of people love them. Well... The early ones, I guess. The first one was good. The second one was pretty good. But and I never thought of the third one because, oh my god. Oh my god. Thank, yeah, that was... Uh, I actually have not seen either of the Amazing Spider-Man films. First one? I liked the first one. It was okay. It was entertaining my, to me. My problem is I don't need to see them because if I want to go see Spider-Man's origin story, I'll just go watch the one I actually like, you know, That's with Tobey Maguire because it's the origin story. You need to see Tobey Maguire and his weaselly little feet. <laughs> Yes, but he... He's like the Peter Pettigrew people. Like, he's horrible. Wow. I know. That's really hard. Busting out the Harry Potter shit. Holy shit. <laughs> yes, but at least he was a good actor. He's won awards. He's so good. He's not a bad actor. He was just the wrong person for Peter Parker. But at the time, people said he was the best person for Peter Parker. Because he's also the only time we've ever had a Peter Parker on screen. And this is also... There was not a lot to go on for comic book movies at the time. We had... And I'm not even saying that Andrew Garfield X-Men. was, like, the best. I just hate him. They're actually, from what, just, under, uh... from what I understand, I don't know if anybody's seen it, uh, but Percy Jackson? He would be great. Logan the, Lerman. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's one he's of the front writers for the new Spider-Man. Actor, and he would be able to play it very, very well. He was really good in um, Perks of Being Wallflower. Mm-hmm. That was a phenomenal movie. My... If they're going super young, though, I could see them actually even looking at... A, uh, Aja Butterf- uh, Butterfield because we'll be right, right around the right age age frame I don't by the time they be, shoot. I don't think he'd be good though for it. Who? He plays very intense characters. Hector? Not. Uh, or, not or Hugo. Uh, he was also in Ender's Game. Uh, I didn't say uh, lead, so. I don't think he'd be a good fit though. He's a good actor for a young actor but he would he's very intense. He doesn't really come off as like well, I mean really or... if you think about it we could just go get a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'd love to see an unknown step in. And honestly, if they had the chance to give Miles Morales, that would be really cool too. I'd be. You're really not going to do Miles Morales. No. As much as it would be fun, 
they're not going to do Miles Morales. Why? Because nobody knows who the fuck he is. <laughs> That's well, it's the same idea. It's like, you never have, we're going to make a Superman movie, and Superman's not going to be Clark Kent. Or you're never going to make a Batman movie, and it's like, it's not Bruce Wayne, because that's who people know. Like, you and me have had this discussion yeah. many times. It's like, it looks what drives me crazy. Everybody think, how many people here have heard the rumor that Captain America is going to die at the end of Civil War? Lots. Yeah. <laughs> me, okay. Miller, like, huh? You. Okay. <laughs> Bill, let me ask you a question. Okay. okay. Let's say, you, you know of comics. Yes. But you don't read a lot. Yes. Okay. Kat, you can actually answer this, too. Yeah, because I don't okay. Marvel. Right. Well, no, no, it doesn't oh, have anything. Okay. It's just comics in general. Okay. Okay? If they killed Captain America mm-hmm. at the end of Captain America's Civil War, and then came up with a complicated way of resurrecting him through the Cosmic Cube and traveling through time, by the time Avengers in Infinity 2 came out, how would you react to that storyline? I'd be fine with it because I know this what the this is what they do in comics. Okay. Yes, yeah, here. All right. I know enough about comics to understand How would your that. Father, take to it. Uh, I don't know. And there's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually pretty okay. fair. It's the like, same thing as. It was like what happened with Arrow, um, because everyone's like, "Oh my God, Oliver!" And I was like, "Uh, dude, he's probably just gonna get rezzed in the. I mean, it's well, Razzle's pit. I was expecting the Lazarus pit. Right. So I was surprised that it didn't turn that way. But my point was, like, I swear to God, it, if they turn Maceo into a fucking sword by the end of the season, I'm gonna be really pissed. <laughs> Who? Maceo, Katana, um, Katana's. Yeah. I'm like, please just don't fuck with that. But, like, my point um, is, like, no, that brings up a really valid point. I mean, like, all the comic book kids were like, whatever, ain't no thing. But all the other people were like, oh, my God, oh, I mean, the the thing is, and, again, we go back to the primary focus. Civil War will not be anything like the comic. Yeah. Because Marvel's at least slightly intelligent when it comes to their movies. In In the movie, Captain America fight In the comic, I'm sorry, Captain America fights Iron Man... Because Iron Man says that heroes are too dangerous and need to be registered in Captain America so that we know their secret identities and their powers. And Captain America says, no, they don't. Uh, they, they can handle their own training and you know, get everything right. And I'm going to prove that by leveling three blocks of downtown Manhattan. And everybody's like... Shh, That's shh. kind of funny because I would think like... Should it be the other way around? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That's what everybody else that reads <laughs> comics thought too. Because like, it would seem that Captain America would be more apt to... You know, more and more disciplined. Yeah. And, and especially, you know, belonging to that weird thing. What was it called? Oh, yeah, the U.S. Army. <laughs> yeah. And Tony Stark, I would feel, would be more distrustful. Exactly. Of. That's a very weird... It was odd. It was really weird. But, they, but for the last 10 years, <laughs> more than that, 15 years, they have been making Tony Stark the villain of the Marvel Universe. If you go in and read the books... Yeah. Okay. Tony Stark is a villain. Okay. He is not a hero. He is yeah. a villain. Um, and he's everybody's favorite punching bag. Yeah. This would be like, I mean, this would be like if Batman suddenly became, you know, you know, I want, you know, everybody should register. What? <laughs> um, I was like, you don't even like to talk to other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, if you took it to DCU, that'd be like Superman being all like... No, screw the government, and Batman being like, yes, government. Oh, Yay. I want an Injustice movie. Yeah. Give me a fucking Injustice movie, I'd be so happy. The But the the fun part, so you, you look at the movie now, how, like, Bill, your dad, is he going to understand 
You know, if, you know, the entire movie is Captain America and Iron Man beating on each other? No. And the, and then they start to cast Robert Downey Jr., the most charismatic man in the Marvel Universe, as the villain? I'd absolutely love it, but... The, actually, but, to yeah. be fair, if you look at the popularity of the other villains and, like, in Avengers, but everyone it, loved Loki, yeah, but so. There's a difference between going... A pre-existing. Yeah, Loki, Loki was a villain. Okay, I you know, and Bill's dad, your dad, your dad, (laughs) poor Bill's dad. (laughs) Okay, I can't use my dad as an example because he's introduced. All of our dads like Hiddleston. We got it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, they can go. Yes, Loki was a villain. Why? Because well, he's a villain, and he has the Loki pokey stick. That's what he has. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Is, is is that slang oh. for something else, eh? That's no, he's got terrifying. the Loki pokey stick. He makes you evil. He just goes, dude, done. But if the Loki you pokey stick, turn Iron Man into a fascist villain, yeah. Well, that does, you know, you're you know not going I to do well. A harder, like a uh, even more difficult than like maybe the like you know maybe um with kids. Yeah. Because a kid that goes, oh, Iron Man is um. Yeah. Oh, I want to be like Iron Man, and then all of a sudden, here's Big Bad Iron Man. Like, are these your parents are gonna really be yeah. happy about that? Yeah, so you're looking that, at the king. Hey, going, look, now my kid's crying because exactly. So Iron Man's mean now, and I can puppies. guess like, a lot, and I won't do it here. Well, we've if you we've done it before. Yeah, I can guess the plot of Avengers oh, yeah, too. I can I can already tell you probably exactly what the hell is going to happen for Infinity War Part. Oh yeah, so can I. But what's interesting is last week a preview comic came out for Infinity War that told you how Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are getting their powers, and I went, and I'm right. (laughs) And with that, we're going to take a quick break (laughs) because we always end with me being right. TJ, you're wrong, and we'll be right back. Well, we're back, and um, we've still been geeking out about well, everything between Spider-Man to comic books, because uh, we I don't think we're going to get a chance to really talk some DC stuff tonight, for the <laughs> most part, even though me and TJ are chomping at the bit. Um, but I think it's going to come soon in another episode. But there is something else I do absolutely have to geek about tonight. Um, so, the Wall Street Journal last week just added the fucking blue reports on... That, there, uh, that Netflix is in talks with Nintendo to make a Legend of Zelda a live-action TV show. I love when you first said this to me last week, because it was like the Wall Street Journal. Of all places, the Wall Street Journal reports <laughs> on, like, a geek news type of thing. Well, I'll be honest. Kat sent me the link. Um, and I saw it on my Facebook thread, and I'm like, yeah, no. And I didn't read it, and I'm like, this is such a total bullshit lie. And then all of a sudden, I keep... Then it shows up on IGN, an hour later, I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. And I go back and read that original article. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And I'm like, this is, this could be amazing. I still think, ultimately, there is about a point zero 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 five percent chance of this actually happening. That's um, fair. Because, again, they're in talks, and Nintendo is insanely protect- protective of their property. 
and they have been ever since. A Bob Hoskins, Dennis Hopper, um, <laughs> uh, absolute opus words for you. of Super, Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> the movie. Which was amazing. And now I crush your dreams of a good live-action Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this, though. This is also not the only um, thing we've been hearing about recently with Nintendo possibly bringing properties to the big screen, though. Before this came out, about a month ago, there was reports that they are in talks with Sony at Animation to do a Super Mario Bros. CG movie. Which is not wouldn't be that big of a shock, though, for the reason that Sony is currently about to release in the theaters a Ratchet & Clank movie, a Sly Cooper Thieves in Time movie, and they just released a direct-to-DVD release of Heavenly Sword. Because nothing bad ever happens when Nintendo and Sony team up to do something with gaming, right? <laughs> Somebody doesn't get screwed in that, right? So, um, but there... Well, the, the, has this confused look on his face? Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, you don't know that? No, I don't know. I don't okay, oh, go ahead. Uh, you know how the PlayStation came around? No. Sony and... Can oh, please give this history lesson? Okay. Um, again, I brought this up a couple episodes ago. Uh, I talked about a book called The Console Wars, written by Blake J. Harris. To give you the really quick, sh small version, I want to say it was 1990... Well, actually, crap, it goes back before that. Um, all right, short version. Um, early 90s, uh, CES, the uh, Consumer Electronics Show, which was the big show before E3. Well, right before um, Nintendo was about to transition to the N64 days that we all now know and love to some extent... Um, they were at that CES and about to declare a partnership. And that partnership was with Sony to make their next CD-based system. The day at the CES event, when they were supposed to get up and get off their seats, and Howard Lincoln, who was the president of Nintendo of America at the time, goes and hits the podium and says, We are just announcing today our partnership with Philips. They completely burned Sony at the event. Oh. And Philips oh. created something called... The Philips CDI. And the Philips CDI also included greats like the two craptastic Legend of Zelda games that everybody pretends don't exist. Um, they're really, really bad. And oh, Sony said, well, Sony said, well, fuck you. We're going to make our own system. We call it the PlayStation. <laughs> Let's see how that worked out for everybody. So. Interesting. I did not know. So, I can see what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah. There's also so another really fun part of that story yeah. that you just need to read. Just buy that book. It's yeah. fucking worth it. But I, I just want to point out. So the last time Nintendo did anything live action, we got the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I believe everyone can agree was a horrible, horrible tragedy. It's yes? fantastic and endearing. Actually, there's a good reason why it's also endearing. There's actually, if you want, go back and watch that movie. Pay close attention to Bob Hoskins. There is a lot of times where he's favoring his arm or covering his arm up. That is because John Leguizamo hit him with the car on set because they were both drunk. His arm is in a cast. <laughs> they apparently were going through so many rewrites the day of shooting that all the cast just mentally gave up and were drinking constantly. Again, um, that is very well documented so also in the console. The, that's the last time 
we have we had a good you know we had good <laughs> we had Nintendo giving a good try to get into live action anything and remember before that they had that kind of live action and cartoon Super the Mario Super Mario, Mario Brothers Super, Super Show, Show starting Captain Lou Albano do um, Mario so then we have the last time Sony and Nintendo tried to team up we got the Sony PlayStation. So if things... Oh, and by the way, from what I've heard, they want to do a Game of Thrones-style link. Yes. Well, they said a family-oriented Game of Thrones-style show, which means they want to do a high fantasy... Te- well, no, no. They yeah. Want- yeah, wrap your mind around that hold for on, a few Hold minutes. on, hold on. They wanted, they wanted to... Netflix wants that market. They don't have a show that captures that audience. They did Marco Polo, but it's a little too realistic, and they mm-hmm. want to do a high... Netflix is dying to do Let's a high, do fantasy. high fantasy. But they need some... They need a property. Mm-hmm. I get that. What cracks me up about that, though, is where, like, you just yeah. with it, where it's like, okay, you know, for us book nerds, we're like, uh, are you shitting me? There's like, tons. But, like, they're using a pop culture, you know what I mean? Like, because Game of Thrones is so big, so they're like, oh, that's high fantasy. It's how Lord of the Rings used to be the yeah. only... Only high fantasy that existed, even though Honestly, I'd rather them see it do a Lord of the Rings version. Um, I want the Shannara thing, because that would well, be Well, they're already making that Shannara thing on MTV. Yeah. And Manuel Bennett from Arrow is actually one of the main characters. Really? Yep. Who? Manuel Bennett, who played Deathstroke on the Arrow TV show, yeah. is actually in the Shannara show. That's awesome. Uh, I forget who he's playing offhand. But anyway, back to this. The reason why this actually does work, and everybody says they want high fantasy, and this will work, because honestly... There is an amazing story to tell if they follow Ocarina of Time. You can actually have a really fantastically intense show because that show is has a season cliffhanger built into it or a season finale cliffhanger built into it. You have young Link going and fighting Ganon. Like and it's not Pig Ganon that we all think of, it's Ganondorf at this time and you know Zelda's missing. But how it ultimately ends up is he fails. He fails his mission. He jumps, the hero, he gets the Master Sword and jumps through time. And when he gets the timeline he gets into is, well, the the hero of time had failed. The world went to shit. And that's what that whole game is about. Yes, but you realize they're not going to do that game, right? They're talking about an original story. Yeah. Yeah, but if anything, they're going to... Which, by the way, will make the Link timeline, which now has three separate timelines. Oh, there's more than that. <laughs> no, no, no. They came out with an official book. <laughs> oh, I know Which they said did. they had three timelines. And there's points in that timeline that say, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> because, in all honesty, they're like, well, if this happened, then these things happened. Oh they have their own fucking alternate universe in Zelda. Let me right. tell you. I never thought anything could get more confusing than the DC Mobile. <laughs> Nintendo found And then the I read the, the history of Link and went and drank for three hours. <laughs> but ultimately, though, with this, though, if they go through with this, the reason I say there is still that slight chance is Nintendo is very, very product, product, like protective of their IP now. Yeah. Especially since the Mario Brothers movie. Like, they're like, we don't want to do... of the Mario Brothers movie. Actually, it was. It was one of the yeah. main reasons. is We don't give our property out to anybody to do anything with. Nintendo is kind of starting to change with the times. To an extent. Not a lot, but they are. And never in the history of that company have they ever handed their IPs to somebody else and said, you go ahead and make a game with this character. And in the time of the Wii U, they have started to do that. Tecmo Koei made Hyrule Warriors. Uh, they so you had a Zelda game 
Not a proper Zelda game, but a Zelda game using those characters developed by someone else. And nobody ever thought that would ever happen. So if this is a new Nintendo trying to look at it and trying to do anything they can to rebuild their brand, I could see them doing this. But is it? But here's my thing. Is it an attempt to rebuild their brand, or is it a, we're not making any money, and we want to stay in the hardware business? Well, no, they turned to profit. They turned to profit. And they actually still have more money as far than Sony does. They have more money in the bank than, well, you can't say Microsoft, because Microsoft has way too much money in the bank. Yeah. But they apparently still have something like 90 billion yen. Mm-hmm. That they're sitting on, and they're still turning oh, yeah, a profit. It's not. Ninety billion yen is not your. Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think no. I take that back. I think if you, I forget what the numbers is, but they are still doing fine. Okay. They, they have everybody's like, if even if this system we was a flop financially for them, yeah. everybody says they can still go through two more console generations that both flop and still be able to make a hand, like a console. Yeah. So. Well, remember what happened to Sega? Sega had all that money in the bank. No, they didn't. Hmm? Sega was not in the best shape. That's a different story altogether. Well, but they weren't in the best shape when the Dreamcast came out. Well, no, that was also the end of Sega. Well, yeah, but, but they went through two consoles and went out of business after they went, you know, after they were riding high on Sega Genesis. They also didn't have a character characters like Mario or um, being able to have something like Pokemon that sells. Billions, because they had handhelds. Yeah, but why not just? Make, uh, but why t- Sega did? They had Sonic. They had other stuff like that. We're getting so off yeah, topic. This is nah. totally another episode. If you want, bad. If you want to talk, if you want to have a console war discussion, we will make that yeah, happen. I should gladly. Yeah, I'm yeah. not the guy. I, I'm oh, just no, an antagonist. I, I, I just I, like. I'll be honest. Rock. I can do that it's show funny. on my own. Oh God. See, it's I just like hours because it's funny. See, it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. But anyway, Rob can talk to the cats. He'll have a console wars with kitties. But anyway, so how this works is the question I had for everybody though is, what game would you like made into a TV show? And whatever that game is, what would be your pitch to make that a show? That's a really good question. I have mine. If you want me to start it, why don't you start? Uh, yes, yeah, you're, you're yeah. certainly welcome. To okay, start. I would do the Mass Effect uh, like uh, series. And what I would do with it is this. If you were to do a TV show, I would do kind of like sci-fi cops. Like, not cops as a shitty TV show cops. But I would do a show focusing on CSEC. I know it might be there. I got, I got this mental image of Shepard, like, pulling up alongside another spaceship and going, Do you know why I pulled you over? Trailer, it's like... The SR2, we break for no one. <laughs> but no, I mean, um, I would actually do like a CSEC show. I would do a show that's based on the Citadel, and you're dealing with officers from CSEC. So you can introduce all of the alien races. It's in a localized place, so it's filmable. You have sets, and do whatever you like. And I think that would actually be really entertaining to watch. Or the other option would be, you do if you have a budget, which most networks are not going to blow a massive budget like this one's, but... uh. I would do um, a prequel, and I would show um, um, Anderson. Anderson okay. becoming the first member of Spectre. Yeah. Being the first human Spectre. I mean, that would just be, I think, the most fun to watch. But I would think, even if you just want to do something in one of those realities, a C-Sex show could, could be a ton of fun. Or even a Spectre show, where you're watching different races uh, and getting used to them, and you have, like, Anderson as one of the characters, and them kind of being, like, 
the uber force in the universe. And just going to random planets. Like very Firefly-esque where you have a weird ragtag team of people. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I, I was thinking about this when I saw it on the on the paper. I was like, okay, what could I do? And I ran down my list of games and I thought, well, Assassin's Creed, eh, you'd kind of more have to focus on like one of the ancestors. And of course, we know they'd all go to Ezio because he's the best ever. Um, so I said, no, let's let's push that to the side. And then there's, of course, Warcraft, which you could make media ad infinitum about Warcraft because there's tons and tons of lore there that you could explore. Um, but they're already trying to do that with a movie, hopefully, yep. cross fingers, that they're still going. Um, uh, what well, else? We're supposed to see a trailer soon, so. Well, uh, and then I also thought, well, League of Legends could be interesting. You know, they have all these characters, and there's, you know, the backstories to these characters, they have very well fleshed out, and, but what would you do? You know, would you put them all in the in, in Summoner's Rift and, and have them duel to the death and, and just watch a series like that? No. And then I thought, Hatsune Miku. <laughs> a little, you know, yeah. slice of life anime oh God, that follows that the characters around, you know, having them get into, you know, crazy cahoots and just, you know, being silly. How about and this? They're traveling cross country doing concerts and just make it a very meta show and things are going awry. Think mm-hmm. of what was the show on Cartoon Network years ago, Hi Hi Puffy Ami Yumi. And it was mm-hmm. basically the same idea. Yeah. yeah. You, you do that and you just, you do, um, a Vocaloids, a Vocaloids TV show where it's all the characters, like, arguing on the road and just getting into trouble. That could actually be a lot of fun. I would totally watch that. Yeah. So, that, that's mine. Next. You can go ahead. Okay. I would do, um... Dragon favorite... Age. No, actually, no. <laughs> um, I would do my favorite game, Chrono Cross, because that has so many characters to tap from and so many different areas. Um... Because, like, Chrono Trigger was amazing and had a more driven storyline. Yeah. Um, I think that's pe- a lot of people didn't like about Chrono Cross was that it was so open. But that also leaves it very open to kind of work with um, for a TV show. And a lot of it's adventuring. And I feel like you could definitely, because, like, you did a lot of sailboat adventuring shit like that. You could easily grab, like, some of the random cast in it because there is a huge cast to choose from. And kind of just do, like, a Sinbad type of... I mean, Pirates of the Dark Water was great. Do, like, a kind of, you know, seafaring through all the different, you know, lands in that world. That would actually be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that was, like, a big basis of Chrono Cross and why I liked it so much was just how much to explore there was. Like, you just traveled all over the place. I mean, if honestly I had my dreams, I'd do a Monkey Island TV show. (laughs) That's true. Because that would be amazing. (laughs) Uh, Uncharted. Ah, yes. that was that was one of the other things I was considering. Because be honestly, so it's already a movie with you know random parts where I push the buttons. So why not just take out the random parts where I push the buttons? Oh my god! And so we could good. cast Nathan Fillion. No, we couldn't. Oh, oh I know. so he's too old. He's too old. Yeah, it's such a shame. And kind of chubby. Yeah. <laughs> but by, by the way, if you're watching that? Castle, it's all a dream. <laughs> Who could Sorry. play Nathan Drake though now? Bradley Hooper. Ooh. Chris Pratt. Ooh. <laughs> Oddly enough. I win. <laughs> Oddly enough, too, even though I don't like him as an actor, because he looks like him physically, is Mark Wahlberg, too. 
Because Mark Wahlberg actually looks like Nathan Drake. Yeah, Marky Mark's getting a little old, though. Yeah, he's, he is. he's actually too Honestly, old. the best one would be either Bradley Cooper or Chris Pratt. Who are, By the way, who and are both, apparently are, up for... Bo- both of them are potentially up to take over the role of Indiana Jones. Yeah. That would be awesome. And actually, it would be kind of funny, then too, because if that did happen, what would be kind of amusing is if you had Chris Pratt get that role. Because think about it. He plays the... He plays Star-Lord, which is like a Han Solo character with a little yeah. bit of humor to him. And then he plays Indy. Sound like anybody else we fucking know? Yeah. That would be really yeah. cool. <laughs> the, that would be very the cool. The problem with making any video game a TV show mm-hmm. is you take out the one component that makes the video game good. The player. Yes. That's true. That's very you true. You know what? Fuck it. Just revitalize Captain N and the Game Master and just make it a live action show. <laughs> because, alright, so you make a Mass Effect mo- show. Okay? Well, now you don't have the... Theater you can't make the choices. Uh-huh. That's true. Okay? See, but that's, why, that's, why, I didn't, that's why I didn't pick yeah. well, that's, that's why well, I picked an old game like Chronicles. I don't know your game, so I can't pick it up. <laughs> this is why Hatsune Miku works. It's because, <laughs> yes, you... Kind of play as the characters. Yeah, it's a rhythm game. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I also said when I brought up Mass Effect, though, that's why I said you do a prequel, you show the past and just build the universe out. Because See, um, I've already played in the universe, mm-hmm. I've made my decisions in it, but I still don't know the history. A Bioware game would be <laughs> tough though, because there is that interactivity part mm-hmm. that would frustrate me. Because I like no, making my choices actually, on that. Actually, I, I take it back. I'm. I would pitch. Uh, I would pitch a TV show on a game that hasn't come out yet. Okay, give give, give us your pitch. I would pitch a, I would pitch a show. Yeah. A, on the Firefly MMO that's coming out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Wait, okay, let me tell you why I actually want to play this game though. So I was listening to Nerdist uh, weeks ago and. Uh, Andrea, uh, uh, Andrea Romano was on the show. Andrea Romano is, like, the god of, uh, voice directing. And she said her favorite job she has ever done was very, very recently. When she got to be the voice director on the Firefly MMO, and she got to bring in the entire cast from Firefly. And she said since then, she has already hired every one of them for other jobs because she was like, they were the best people to ever work, uh, she's ever worked with. This, she said they were so much fun and all of them were so incredibly talented. And she said the stuff that they recorded for a game, she was like, it was fucking unbelievable. That's awesome. So. Didn't Nathan Fillion do, um, Green, Green Lantern? Lantern? Yeah. Yeah. He was um, really good as Green Lantern. What was that for? Was it New Frontier? It was for a lot of stuff. He yeah. actually oh, yeah, he just did recently too. did. Throne of Atlantis, he did, um... That's right. Justice... He actually didn't do Justice League War, but he did, uh, Flashpoint. He did the one before that. He's been doing Lantern for a while. Oh, yeah, he's awesome, too. Um, but the... Yeah, the the problem is you pull out the player interaction and a game loses something unless it's already just a scripted series of events, like Uncharted. Mm -hmm. You know what? That's true. Do young Uncharted... Do like a young Indiana uh, Jones oh show. God. Do an old pulp, a pulp adventure show. It'd be so much fun to watch on TV. Yeah, nowadays. exactly. Like we have mm-hmm. have the ability to make Game of Thrones. It wouldn't be hard to make a show look like it's something from the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties. That's super easy. Oh, it'd be it'd be so much fun to watch. That's what they're doing with Agent Carter. Yeah. It's great. Well, mm-hmm. Earlier, but yeah. no, 
anybody is going to hear about that is. <laughs> I'm so mumbly. <laughs> it's a new song. I'm so mumbly. <laughs> sorry, folks. That that was bad on my part. I'm really it sorry. Awesome. Don't apologize. No, I was apologizing for getting I'm so fancy stuck in their heads. Don't I don't worry. even know what that song is. It's okay. Don't worry. We're replacing TJ next week with an Azalea. I didn't get that. Iggy Azalea. Who's that? The person who did oh. I'm so fancy. What's that song? <laughs> Never mind. Don't. Well, I'm really sorry, folks. Don't pull it up. We don't. Don't. Don't do it. No. No. Don't pull it. I don't want. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I, I'm going to be very happy that I don't know this stuff exists. I only have heard like the Iggy part of it. I forgot about the Azalea. So I was like, why is TJ being called an Azalea Bush? Like I'm the. <laughs> That's okay. I, I've got this off. We're not knowing nope. this stuff. No, no, we're we're not we're not not getting into that nightmare. Rob's so sad. He's missing it's out okay, on the I'll world. play it after the podcast. Yeah. I know you're do going it. to. Just so Rob can have a dance party with himself and cry. Alright. Well, I think if we keep going on about video game stuff again, we're gonna be like stuck in like what we have been for like yeah. almost every topic tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, the next piece that you, is something that you actually brought up. Yup. So yep. Would, you like would you like to introduce it? Sure, I would be glad to. Um, I wanted to discuss the evolution of supernatural creatures because I mean, like, there have been a million and one shows, books, media, whatever about werewolves, mummies, zombies, vampires, what the fuck ever. But what I do appreciate is um, different takes. I mean, I've seen it a lot more in books, but... Um, like evolutions of, like, the Yeah, like unique takes on something. I mean, like, with vampires, instead of, like... Sparkly! Yeah, that's a shitty one. But <laughs> <laughs> That one doesn't count, and those are not vampires. They're not real vampires! But, like, instead of, like, I saw something where um, the vampires were... I read a book, a series, that it was, like, they weren't... You know, they didn't just suck blood, they also controlled elemental powers based on the element. They, so they kind of, like, combined elementals and vampires. And well, that sounds shitty. Anyway. <laughs> it was awesome. It was super awesome. But, like, it's cool, because, I mean, like, you see different... I mean, and werewolves have been... have had, like, a million and one different variations. Yes, now they're shirtless. And... <laughs> <laughs> hey, we watched that show. Which one? Teen Wolf. I oh, was no, talking no, about he Twilight. Was talking about shitty Twilight. Oh yeah, I, I forget. Teen Wolf's great. I, 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 I love it. I've erased Twilight from my mind. I don't know. I, I have to keep abreast on pop culture because I'm obsessed with the balls of like that. So, don't die, Rob. Excuse me. He's dying. Plus, I and if you guys haven't, I suggest doing so. I watched the last half hour of the fourth Twilight. Movie. Okay, um, I'm going to say before we get into this conversation, I need a pact from everybody at this table. That through the rest of this conversation, Twilight would not be, will not be uttered. Can't do it. <laughs> Can we at least try? Nope. I'm just gonna say Twilight to annoy you now. <laughs> <laughs> now it'll be hilarious. Rob will cry. I'll All right, cry. no, no. If, continue. If, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen it, watch the last thirty minutes. No, I don't need to. I'm okay. No, no, no. No, I'm not gonna do that to myself. I'm oh cool. no, no. Hold Continuing. On. Hold on. Watch the last thirty minutes of the last Twilight movie. You wanna know why? Because it's the X Men battle. That you've always wanted. The fight scene, which doesn't happen in the book, by the way, is fantastic. 
You have people ripping each other apart. At one point, you have one person using the leg of somebody they ripped off to behead other people. Or I could watch Army of Darkness and to be just as happy. <laughs> no, 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 but this is with superpowers. But then, you know, they go, um, <laughs> you know, it's all a dream and, you know, it didn't really happen. But that ten minutes really? of fight is That's spectacular. We are not tur- we're not turning this conversation that I'm really excited to discuss into <laughs> Twilight Talk. Rob's oh, no, I was just, that, that's it. Just see, see that ten oh, minutes and you're good. Well, here, yeah, well, here then, Rob, what would you, what creative <laughs> versions have you seen of these things? <laughs> oh, I'm still <laughs> I don't know if that sigh is going to come up on the mic, <laughs> He's but like, my heart was, jump back in. His, his enthusiasm has his been wing. eclipsed by the Twilight <laughs> <laughs> You guys just vamp on about this conversation. I'm going to grab a beer. Oh, that was a good but one. But actually, you know, bing, know what? Bing it. I'm not binging it. I'm not binging bing it. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a lovely pun. Uh, <laughs> I, I completely missed it. The pun just went over my head because I was so wrapped up in my smug punness. <laughs> Actually, you want to know what? Going to creative takes. Uh, I've recently begun playing Dying Light. Yeah? How is okay. that? It's actually very good. They okay. saw the parkour problems of Mirror's Edge. Yeah. While adding in a free, uh, an open world, awesome. the difference, and it's a zombie open world, okay? So there are zombies everywhere. During the day, it's, you know, whatever. Hey, look, eh, brains. Yeah. There's the occasional freshly dead zombie, which can move faster. Mm-hmm. Because, well, they're freshly dead, and Ray yeah. Mortis has it sit in. But most of them are just like, eh. And at one yeah, point, at one point early game, I'm actually sitting on top of a car while all the zombies are crawling are waving their arms at me, and I've got a bat in my hand, and I'm just beating the crap out of them, gaining yeah. points. Combat, you know, it, you know, you had to rest, you know, because you got tired. Yeah. Okay? But then at night, it beca- it goes from action parkour zombies to, oh my fucking god, this is a horror game. <laughs> like that. Okay? That's nuts. Because there are these creatures that come out called... Volatiles. Yeah. Okay. Which, for some reason, retain the speed of the the freshly dead zombies. Yeah. But also gain, gain greater agility and strength. So they're actually faster than you, can climb after you, and when they hit you, you die. Actually, something else very interesting in Dying Light that I thought was really cool for the change of zombies. The freshly dead uh, people that have turned, when they they actually do still make sounds because they have the ability to, but what they did was really interesting from the creator's perspective. The mumbling and groaning, also they slip in what sounds like parts of words. They actually, when you hit them, they actually go, oh God, please. Yes. But yeah. then they'll go from, oh, God, please, to, like, grunting and, and grumbling. Yeah. So it's like they have a shred of humanity still kind of that's trying, that's yeah. fighting that's through right. as they're dying. Yeah. But the, so, so now night becomes, I got to get inside. And yeah. if you happen to be doing a mission and all of a sudden your watch starts beeping, like, hey, guess what? Sun went down. And you can't, like, especially early game, you can't fight them. You get one hit it. They move faster than you. Yeah. So it is just a sprint 
to get to the nearest safe house. And the safe houses all have lights or electric fences to keep the volatiles out. Yeah. They also added another element, if you like, online play. Well, no, this is actually fairly interesting. Because what they do (laughs) is they... So, I'm playing Dying Light. Rob signs on. He's got Dying Light. Rob can enter my game as a zombie. As a massive zombie. And I can go after him. Specifically in my game to fuck up my day. That's so mean. Okay? That'd be Um, fun. But it, and it is even more powerful than the volatile zombies. Holy fuck. The player, the the human, uh, has the advantage of a flashlight that gives off UV rays. Okay, which is... Basically, you know, I hit Rob with it, and Rob loses all his superpowers and becomes groaning zombie. For as long as my flashlight holds up in batteries. <laughs> That's not Okay. Weapons degrade, and, the, and the, the night terrors is a great way to do zombies, especially in a zo- genre that's been done to death. It really has been. Ding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's the zombie thing. Is like it was a so dead ringer. For me. <laughs> Rob's crying again. So many tears. But, um, yeah, like... I just don't have the brains for any type of other game. <laughs> uh, let's shamble out of this. <laughs> that was one... <laughs> He's catching on. But yeah, there's a lot, there's been a lot of um, creative takes on like old, um, what werewolf ones have people seen? Werewolves really haven't changed much. Team Wolf's done some interesting stuff. I did not think I would like that show. The, pro- the first the- episode I watched, I was like, this is total shit. It's, it's, and then and have, it's pretty good. I, yeah. I actually did Well, here's my question. It's a horror show. Okay. It's fun. Does, does the, does Team Wolf turn into a wolf? He turns into, like, a high... Hybrid. It's Wolfman. It's yeah. a wolf, it's Wolfman. Okay, Wolfman. so yeah. they haven't changed it. They um, have not changed... No, they... They re- have well, they some, actually, um, They put some... The evol- lore's interesting. The, yeah. And they added evolution to it a little bit. Which where, is, what, like, well, I mean, it, with classic monsters, just adding a little flair sometimes is more than enough. Because what they did was, a lot of the, the werewolves in this, um, they have... Mm-hmm. They follow packed rule sets. Yeah. Like actual wolves. Mm-hmm. Alpha will oh, like the alphas. So are like werewolf sh- the apocalypse. Uh-huh. uh-huh. They added a lot of that mindset into it. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you've also killed or underworld. Oh, it changes eye color and stuff. Your eye like color that, changes yeah. and your your some of your mannerism and such. The the problem is with werewolves or vampire and I'll get to mummies in a minute. Yeah. Um, the problem with werewolves and vampires is the changes we've seen have not necessarily been for the positive. Yeah. Especially in the ma- in mainstream. I mean, okay. vampires because as much as you don't want to hear it, Twilight so. is a new take on it werewolves is. and vampires. Yeah. But I can also say, like, it's not the the creatures themselves. It's also what people do with the creatures. Yes. Yeah. Vampires. One of my favorite things that's been done in a long time was it was. Um, I forget what the exact comic was called, but they made a movie out of it called 30 Days of Night. Yeah. Why wouldn't vampires live in, in you know, Alaska and have 30 days of perpetual darkness and just rule? 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, has anyone read or seen The Strain? Because I know they made it. The Guillermo del Toro Not yet. I've um, been... See, that was actually a very cool take on vampires because mm-hmm. it turned it into a zombie strain type of thing. Yeah. The book came out like before yeah. like, the zombie stuff had really reached to full swing. And it was um, taking the whole idea of vampirism as a disease that, like, you know, is a contagion. And, like, so it, they treated it like, okay, you caught the virus like they did with the zombie stuff, but then the evol- that you evolved through it. So at first you would kind of be, like, more bloodthirsty, like, whatever, but you evolved into the, like, leathery type of bat, like... The, the Nosferatu, the Nosferatu, like, classic... Of, classic monster that you think of and they would live in like the sewers of New York and mm-hmm. shit like that. It's very interesting. So here's the question. Which one would you want to be? The creature from the Black Lagoon. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> well, no, I don't know. We're, we're, no, seriously. But, you know, between the werewolves, the mummies, the zombies, and the vampires, what would you want to be? I have a reason, but it's... I have one, but it's a sentimental reason. I would want to be a werewolf because my first LARP was actually TJ and Chris's werewolf LARP from, like, way back when. And I always have, like, a sentimental spot for werewolves. So, um, that was uh, my intro to LARPing and gaming, actually, in general. What about you? <laughs> I mean, my the werewolf LARP was my first one. Yeah. But... Forgot how many of you got started there. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, no, this, is, I, this podcast I is all your fault. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, Child of guy. I still love <laughs> I still love the vampires from Vampire the Masquerade. They yeah. are awesome. And I oh would God, certainly have cool. to, you know, choose, oh. I would choose to be one of them. I'd just be all elegant and fancy and be like, no. Oh. So you'd be so fancy? Yes, I'd be so fancy. Like an Azalea Bush? Yes. <laughs> Bill would be a Toreador. Probably. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Man, um, that's tricky actually. Because, like, we have, like, there's so many supernatural creature types. Yeah. And, yeah. like, we only are talking about this tiny little faction yeah. of them. And and then the thing about it, you can be from any, mo- from any genre, you know, any interpretation of them. Ooh. You know what? I don't know. This is really fucking tricky. Because I, I know... Go ahead. You go. I'm going to... All right. I, 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 I'm going to surprise you all. I would want to be a mummy. I'm not surprised by that. You want to know which one, you know want to know which mummy? Yes. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Universal Studio Fraser. Fraser. <laughs> we watched that last night because you want to know why? Because there's no downside. No. Yeah, I am immortal. Really I have godlike powers. Yeah. Okay. I because know. apparently they can yeah. put them back together without the world ending. We saw that in the second one. Yeah. And they can keep coming back. It doesn't matter yeah. what you do. As this long as you have, so what was it, the Book of Amun-Ra or yeah. whatever like yeah. that, you have the Book of the Dead, and you can be like, huzzah, somebody found it, and guess what? I'm back. And I'm I can, back. And I'm bringing no. the plagues with me. I no, can no, bring no. back little undead Ewok people things that are going to chase you <laughs> through the forest. No, 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 but here's the thing. In the second movie, he didn't bring back the plagues. He didn't bring back the plagues, but they brought, right. he brought the plagues. So he came back immortal with all of his powers yeah. with the ability to raise the dead. Where the he- why the hell is this a curse? Oh, okay, I do know why. I can actually bring up the reason why. Which? What was his biggest issue and why he was back? He was sad and lonely and he just wanted someone to love him. He was trying to bring back his girl. So he you're, you are left 
perpetual loneliness, but you have immortality. That's the classic immortality problem. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would be the schmuck who owns a penthouse because I invent, because after because law of averages you are rich because eventually you invest in something that hits it off. Okay? And, and you're immortal, so who the hell cares? And the positive of it is phenomenal cosmic power. power. And my itty bitty living space is going to be the penthouse of the Ritz. Fair enough. Okay? And yes, it will be so sad to watch my friends and family die, but you wanna know what? I have all this fucking money. I can make new friends and buy family. You say that now. But when you're living, when you're on your, like, third or fourth generation of friends and family, and they die, you'll finally be like, Oh, I just want to die, too. No. No, I'm good. I'm that immortal who's who's dead in love, isn't it? Okay? You know, I'm still really torn on this, though. I don't know, out of any of these, where I would go. Because, ah, oh, there's just... There is, there, there is an argument to be a thriller zombie. No, no. No, 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 because think about it. Yeah, you're dead, and you're shambling, but at least you can shamble in I, unison. I know, what, <laughs> I know what supernatural creature I would be. What? I thought about this. What? I will be Vincent Van Gogh from the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. I will oh be an animated God. version of Vincent fucking yes! Price. Yes! That's awesome! Oh, well, wait, if we're so including good. shit like that, I'm going to be a mage. I want to be Merlin. I'll age backwards for all of eternity. <laughs> well, that's not a supernatural creature. Vincent Price pretty much was a supernatural creature. His, his, well, his, I know, you know, wizards could be supernatural. I would accept Christopher Lee because he still looks the same as he did like four <laughs> years ago. Oh my God, it's so true. Um... Yeah, no, I would actually... If well, I no, really, it would be Nicolas Cage, because apparently he's been photographed as far back as 100 years ago. Boo. Fire. Um, no, if, if I had to honestly really be honest, though, I would actually probably go with my, my white, original White Wolf character, too. I would go back and be uh, a gangrel. <laughs> I would be a vampire. Oh, that's right. Your original White Wolf character wasn't in my game. No, it's no. true. His was back in the vampire. I was, I was a classic old-school... Old um, um, wood, uh, you know, wooden nature hippie gangrel. That was just Aww. a fun character to play. I loved it. I played a hippie werewolf. Um, so precious. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think that's... It, it, it's interesting to see that not has really too much has changed with these creatures. Yeah. And if you think about it, though, too, like, the, a lot of these characters have been around for over a hundred years. Yeah. But can you name another one that's been created since then? That has lasted? Like, like... Aliens. Well, I mean, there's not been much, though. If you, I can name on both hands, and probably have fingers left to spare, monsters that have been created in our lifetime outside of the classic, what we refer to as the universal classic monsters. Well, the problem is... That haven't been a one-shot. That haven't been a one-shot. Like, you have Freddy, you have Jason, you have Mike Myers. Um, then you have, like, the Xenomorph from Aliens. Mm-hmm. You have Predator. And we're only at five. Yeah. The the pro the thing is though if you look at it, you know going back, zo- I mean, yes, zombies have been around, but what we think of as zombies is a more recent creation. Well, that's yeah, that's true. well, okay. the what Brains, we all, what we, if you go back to the movie it was White Zombie, which was nineteen fifty some, which was what the zombies were was people controlled by voodoo. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it wasn't until George Romero that we actually had what we refer to as zombies now. Yeah. The, um, you know, vampires were defined by, for a long time, Bram Stoker. But then were redefined by um, the stat. And race. Thank you. Which are still some of the best versions of vampires. I love this. Yes and no, because honestly, Twilight is kind of an extension of that. I disagree. I can can see your point, but I do disagree at the same time. Um, But then you have, you know, werewolves have, you know, been around for centuries. Where was their, like, what was the early movies or... Werewolf in London? No. No, no. uh, The Wolfman. The Wolfman. That's what I was thinking. The Lon Chaney Wolfman. That was probably the first interpretation of a werewolf to an extent. Um, Um, But I mean, like, as far as somebody physically turning into a wolf... Um, I don't even know what would be the first movie that would have done that. I mean, like, you get, like... Uh, movies, I mean, I could tell you, media books. would... I mean, books would go back as far as... Because The Wolfman is a bastardization of a witch. How? Witches use... When you go back to, like, the Salem Witch... Oh, would transforms right. in, would transform true. into creatures. Yeah. So when you attribute those characteristics to a shamed. man... They obviously can't be witches because witches are women. That's debatable, but go on. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying like, back then. If back, you look, back then. Eh, yeah. Look at Salem Witch Trials. How many men were tried as a warlock? Well, let's be honest. How many wit- women were actually tried and killed? Nine. Yeah. But there was a lot of scare going on. There was. There was. Um, but the... The, the way you look at it is, we're talking about creatures that have been around for a hundred, a hundred years or more. Right, no, that's okay. true. The real question isn't, what have we created now? It's what will still be here in a hundred years. Okay. What will they, what will their monsters of our era be? My vote is for Dick Cheney. Uh, <laughs> um, but if you think about it. Always you know, got to bring it back to politics. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, no, but we created the Sith. We did. Actually, that's yeah. kind of true. Okay. Well, actually, you know what? I know you're probably thinking the same thing. We you, we create legends and stories. There's a great movie that kind of brings that up, is how we've already done that. And it was not the greatest movie in the world, but not terrible. Reign of Fire. Mm-hmm. Reign of Fire, you will have Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale sitting down a group amongst a group of kids that no longer have power. And they're giving them the story of Darth Vader and the Sith. And, like, that is actually a great interpretation yeah. of how these characters survive. Um, My favorite in you make them larger How did than you life. come you, up with this story? You make them legends. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these creatures are. They're legends. legends. So the question is, what will be the legends in the future? Oddly enough, I think comic book characters. And, that, and that's what it is. Um, there's a great book out uh, by Grant Morrison, and he pays me. To plug him all the time. <laughs> uh, um, damn it, what's the name of the book? Is it Gods and Monsters? It, it, no, it's not Gods and Monsters, but the, the subtitle is what... Uh, you know what? What write Sun a, Gods... Write a mini article yeah, on it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it talks about how comic books are our are, are mythology. We recreate. I mean, in DC and Marvel, we recreated 
the pentathions. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, you know you have the Greek side in in uh, DC, and then the Roman side in Marvel. It's the same yeah, character yeah. archetypes, mm -hmm. just with a different, with a slightly different coat of paint. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Well, I mean, it's kind of interesting, though. I'm really kind of curious, though, still ultimately with the classic characters, the classic monsters we have, what we're going to see in the next couple of years still. Like, there are characters that are still untapped. Like, I made the joke about um, the creature from the Black Lagoon, and I bring it up for... Actually, I brought it up for a good reason, because we are going to see that character. Mm -hmm. um, how there's all these cinematic universes. There was a movie that came out last year called Dracula Untold. That was the start of Universal's... Cre creating the... From what I heard, it was the start and the finish of Universal. <laughs> well, they're still going shared through Shared universe. There's, they said they're still going through with it, but they're doing a shared monster verse, basically. Where they're going to go through and do each one. And no, I, Frankenstein is not part of that, thank God. Um, <laughs> but they're basically going to... They want to do new variations of the classic monsters. And they said it's going to be all of them. We're going to get a new mummy movie. Which I really think they all you have to do is just bring Brendan Fraser back in and shape and then just just keep going with that series and just do whatever you're gonna. Oh, um, Fraser. We watched it the other night, you and me. Yeah, it was awesome. It's still fantastic. It's so good. But like, there we're gonna get you know another um, Wolfman movie that's not the Benicio del Toro one. You know, we're gonna and they're gonna continue and build something up, and it could be really interesting. Um, I just don't know if it's gonna still resonate though. That's the problem is because like. You show any any kid nowadays, show them and sit them sit them down, show them a black and white. Actually, even any of us, for people that have never seen it, show them a Lon Chaney uh, or um, like classic black and white film, and they're gonna be like, "This is boring. Why? I don't want to watch this." Sorry, it's called Super Gods. What mass vigilantes, miraculous mutants, and a sun god from Smallville can teach us about being human. Aww. <laughs> there. But yeah, I, I think it's... Um, yeah, I wouldn't be able to sit through those movies for black and white ones. Well, that's the thing. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's the idea of... I think these characters will never, ever be scary ever again. I think well, that's the sad thing. It's because they're just part of our culture now. Well, no, it's because we're not scared of the things that created them anymore. That's why we now have... That's actually very true, yeah. That's why we now the have aliens. Cause, yeah. yeah. We have so aliens, we have, you know, Freddy or Let's Jason. be honest, nobody's been afraid of Freddy since well, Freddy yeah. was originally even created. Mm -hmm. But um, it's going to be like, it's, honestly, it's like if you make a really terrifying version of Terminator and the idea of AI taking over and wiping out the planet, yeah, actually, that's more that terrifying be, nowadays. Because it's, mm -hmm. it's prevalent. Slenderman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be terrifying. But that's the thing. Like, um, back. I mean, taking Frankenstein for example, like that had a lot of themes of repression and crap like that that were very it fit the mm -hmm. times. But those themes now, we're like, what the fuck ever. You know, it's and just that not, and what will survive fit. us, what will become our horror stories for the future, will be the stuff that scares us now. Yeah. Okay. And unfortunately, it's not much. It's like, please don't make another Twilight movie. Please don't make another <laughs> Twilight movie. No, think about it. ISIS. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, ter yeah. like, yeah, it'll be terror stuff. And it's going to be things that come out of that. It's going to be, um... The loss of privacy. The... That's why Slenderman's... No, oddly enough, the funny thing is, those those stories have been written already. And it's the fact that it's going to be... It's the new variations of them. It's things like 1984 mm -hmm. and, like, Orwellian societies and stuff like that. And what Actually, is going to be become the next big... Actually, what I find interesting is, so, 
I read an article recently where 19... We're not living in 1984. We're living in Brave New World. Brave New World, yeah. Okay. Because Brave New World bombarded... He was afraid that we'd be bombarded with information to the point where even the worst tragedy became trivial because the next tragedy was right around the corner. That's true. Okay. 1984 was about controlling and limiting information. Yeah. Brave New World was about giving it to us all. Yeah. That's very and true. And on that sad note. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's kind of interesting is because really all this stuff kind of boils down to is the fact that like our culture, things don't scare us anymore. Our own fear is what, of mm-hmm. what's, what's around the corner is what scares us nowadays. But it's not something tangible. It's never something tangible anymore. That's why zombies have become big over the last couple of years because we're. F- it's the unknown. It's still no, zombies it's not, are. Well, no, that's not it's not even the unknown. It's you're walking through the mall. How many people are looking down at their cell phones? Okay, that's true. It's the mindless consumerism. It's yep. the yeah. The you zombie know, movies are all very heavy on that. I actually wrote a paper well, on it before back when I was in film class. But yeah, you know, and you did it on. The god of writing that. It I was... did it on Land of the Dead, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, a lot of that was like the rich and the poor, the poor masses are looked upon as like, you know... The shambling mess. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. what happens well, when they revolt? I mean, but like the... Uh, Romero. Like, there's a lot yeah. of that mindless consumerism mm-hmm. in there where people you know, just are like glued to their phone, glued to... They're always plugged in. People don't interact. I mean... Like, right, yeah. And now it's... You know, now we're... Because they've become so populated and everything, you know, even Call of Duty's got a goddamn zombie mode. Um, you know, now we have to tweak them slightly. You have so, to make them terrifying again. Right, because so that's where anymore. we got the runners from. Mm-hmm. But now we're not terrified of that. Right, so you tweak it again. Yep. And, you and that's it- where the cockroaches come from, from World War Z. Yeah. Okay. Slash, po- like, uh... Yeah. You get the uh, the Last of Us, where it's 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 an infection. Okay, right. These that actually are... also fits in with all of our hysteria over medical stuff. Right. Um, because there's a huge. I mean, like we are very like a lot of us are like a very sterile society where like we are overly concerned about like the Health slightest and of, yeah cleanliness and yep the um oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Never Right out my brain. Well, ultimately, this was actually a really fun podcast, though, tonight. Yeah. Like, we got into this, like, I, looking at the list, I'm like, this is going to be super light across the board on everything. And it I was know. just like, bam, bam, bam. Dark on anything. See, this, <laughs> see, if this is what happens when we, if we go monthly, like, our, our podcast is just going to be fucking depressing every month, man. Here's your Like Spider-Man, but you know what? Captain America dies. <laughs> so next month we'll be talking about My Little Ponies. No. <laughs> we can do that. We can, do you want to do a, a, a mini MLP cast? You can get you, me, and Tommy. I'd Adrian. Have, I'd have Only to if the village gets set on fire. <laughs> no! <laughs> well, no, we have to go dark, remember? <laughs> yeah, I can do My, yeah, my Little Ponies. The darkest timeline. I mean, if we really wanted to get dark, we could talk about Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I actually watched it. Did you? You didn't tell me that. Because you'd be like, why did you watch that? That's true. Honestly, honestly, I heard a great assessment um, in which the... It was the honest trailers. At the the end, this kid breaks in and goes, why are you being so mean? This movie was awesome. 
But it's ruined. It, it, it was stupid. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but it was funny. And it's, a, it, it's an eight-year-old kid. And he goes, but my... And then the kid goes, it's not like your turtles were any better. Yes, they were. Go, ninja. Go, ninja. Go. All right, well, you got a point there. You know what? Next month's episode, let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about... Because there's some big things that have been driving me nuts. People bitching about Star Wars. The prequels. Um... The new Indiana Jones. Um, and just pretty much any kind of things that reboot our childhood. That is a gigantic topic. <laughs> because you know what? We all forget the fact that those were made for kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the thing, uh, I mean, uh, I'll point out hold right it, Hold it for yeah. next month. Yeah. We'll hold it for it. next month. We'll and we'll it. talk about that because that could actually be a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. So, sure. let's wrap up the show like we wrap up every other show, which is our traditional Mary Fuck Kill. And, uh,. Tonight, since we were bringing in Spider-Man into the Marvel Universe, we figured we'd stick with the classic Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man. I'm going to start tonight with... Actually, I'm going to do the same rotation at the beginning of the show. So we're going to start off with Cat. No! She's like, why? I know. See, Marvel I'm not as familiar with, because I didn't really read... Base it off of the the movies. I'll base it off the movies, then. Okay, based off of the movies, I would... Bang Iron Man is the obvious one. I don't want to marry him, because that would be a pain in the ass. And A, he would be too bossy and inattentive, and then on top of that, like... All the alcohol issues, other issues, whatever shenanigans he gets up to. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> so. Cloning Thor. Yeah, like we can, you know, bang, that'd be great. Awesome, done. Um, I actually, I think I gotta kill Thor. I like Thor a lot, but at the same point, I feel like if I were married to him, it would get really old really fast. Like, he's another one I could see banging, sure, but like... His attitude's kind of old school, that bore me. And then, like, I mean, like, so is Captain America, but it's more of, like, Boy Scoutish. I could deal with that. He's a sweetheart. You know? Like, he obviously doesn't mind strong women if anyone's watched Agent Carter. So, that's fine. You know? Yeah. Right. So? I'm gonna, so yeah, I'm gonna marry Captain America. So, <laughs> fuck Iron Man, yeah. marry Captain America, kill Thor. By Thor, I saw You know, I'll go next on this one. <laughs> so I looked at the list, and looking at the list, it was kind of tricky. So all of them have their very, very solid qualities. Um, and you kind of look at it, and as much as I really like Cap, Cap is also, it kind of reminds me of when we were talking, like, when we did this with Marvel characters, or DC characters. He's that big blue Boy Scout. It's the fact that he's that man out of time. He's just not going to be quite with it. So, you know, he's obviously going to be the dominant one in the relationship when with somebody like me. I know that for a fact. And I don't want him to have that 50s vibe. Like, can you go and make me dinner? I'll be saving the world and want to get back. I want that plate on my uh, table, nice hot and piping, and that's that. And then we'll watch a movie from, like, the 1970s I want to catch up on that I may not be personally very interested in. And then you'll sleep in separate beds. Exactly. And it's not the way... At least he'd bring you flowers. He would. I would have all the fucking flowers in the house would be beautiful. Like, it would be this beautifully retro house, and I can picture it, and we'd have the white picket fence and the whole nine, and, you know, but... 
I don't think that's what I want for me. It'd be fun to tease him, though. That'd be hilarious. So, it's really hard to say. Him and Scarlett Johansson song. Yeah, their banter's fantastic, but, like, I will say this. I don't think I could to fuck or marry a guy like Steve Rogers. I feel really bad, but I'm going to kill Steve. So, I'm going to fuck Thor. Not because it's, like, Chris Hemsworth, big and brawly, but because I want to fuck on the goddamn Rainbow Bridge. Because... <laughs> That would be pretty amazing. You've got to be honest. I mean, and that's the only reason for it. And I feel really bad about Captain America now, but I'm going to be shallow and fuck on the Rainbow Bridge. And if I'm terrified uh, terrified about the heights, i got a big, strong man holding me, and I'll be, I'll be okay. It's okay. I'm not going to worry about it too much. And then I'm going to marry Tony Stark. Because even if he's a douchebag and unattentive about crap, I know I'm going to have a stock bar because he's a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> and it's going to be the best of the best. He's I'm going to have every car I've ever fucking wanted. That's true. I will have a AI butler, the most tech-heavy uh, house, and I get to do, like, weird, like, odd things with my house and build, like, my hands and, like, build the oddest things from a little crazy CG computer and be like, and I have all the resources in the world to do it, so I'm going to be... I'm going to just say, fuck it, and marry Tony Stark. So. So... Okay. I'm I, I'm going to take this one. Too. Okay. Um, I kind of have to agree with you there. Uh, initially, I thought, well, you know, you can marry Captain America because he'd be the perfect husband. He would be. But he would be too perfect. <laughs> so, however, um, he's pretty strong and strapping man. So, yeah, no, I'd, I'd fuck Captain America. <laughs> um, I'm going to kill Thor, unfortunately. There's really not a good choice to kill in this scenario. Oh, actually, hold on. i got to put a caveat on mine. I can actually switch my Thor and go with the current Marvel Universe Thor. Oh I will go with the female Thor. Actually, no, no I'll still stick with Chris Hemsworth. Because, again, heights, space, tight hugs, I'll be okay. Never mind. It's okay. Sorry, Bill. So, anyways. Uh, <laughs> He's just going to bomb. Fucking Captain America. No. I'm killing Thor. Uh, marrying marrying Iron Man, a.k.a. Tony Stark, a.k.a. one of the richest motherfuckers ever, because Stark Corp. Um, of course, not as rich as Bruce Wayne, but still pretty damn rich, so never going to have to want for money. Um, yeah, okay, he's an alcoholic, he'll probably be inattentive. He's got a lot of daddy he's issues. he's also a goddamn genius. Think of the toys he could build. I know, I was actually, that was going in my brain, too. <laughs> They're all going to vibrate. They're going to talk to you, too. Exactly. So if he leaves you alone, you'll still have a good companion. And and, and even, even when you finally get to have that alone time with Tony Stark, he's probably one of them to bring the toys into the bedroom, too. And, yeah, I mean, and plus, you know, just have him fly you around as well, you know. Let's be honest, though. you got to remember, one of those toys that you have pleasure with could end up becoming sentient and take over the world, kind of like Ultron. So let's be honest here. Well, take okay, okay. If we're talking about that, and we're talking about the Avengers movie, James Spader, definitely, certainly, yes, go watch Secretary. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what was your final on that? Uh, marry Iron Man, kill Thor, and fuck Captain America. Okay. TJ. Okay. So, Bob, you brought up an interesting point. Yes. Okay. We don't have secret identities listed here. We just have the names of the superheroes. Yes, we do. And I was going to say, I was going to be originally very proactive and be like, I'm going to marry Captain America and have 
a, an awesome gay interracial relationship with the current <laughs> Captain America. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, no, 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 I like where I'm going. Yes, but with you're, the rest you, of this. you forget. Okay, there was a female Captain America. Yes, there was. Huh. Sh- Shannon Carter, the daughter of Steve Carter. Interesting. And okay. of Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter. Yes. Yeah. There is a female Thor. Yes, there is. And there is a female Iron Man. Yes, there is. Antonio- well, no, well, uh, no, no. Antonio Stark from the Marvel Magniverse. Oh, that's true. Okay. So, <laughs> using those <laughs> This three, is why I ended with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, 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 Bill didn't jump up. I was going to be like, Bill, you go. He's going to fucking trounce with the comic knowledge. Okay. So, going with that, Antonio Stark has the same problems as Tony Stark. Okay. okay. Daddy issues, alcoholic. Right. So, I would get her drunk, mm-hmm. get her to sign her money over to me, okay, and then put her in a suit of armor and let her fly into a wall. <laughs> Several walls, probably, because she's drunk. I would fuck Thor, because she's a goddess. If there's anybody, any other way to fuck somebody, you know, you're lying. Because if you all had the chance, you'd fuck a god or a goddess. And I'd marry American Dream. Because she's hot. (laughs) And has Captain America's values, so I win. That's awesome. I can't argue anything to to anybody's, because they're all really good. Well... Before we say goodbye, uh, couple, a little bit of house, housekeeping before we wrap up. So, in a week, well, a couple days over the, uh, more than a week, Kat, myself, and Bill will be at Wicked Fair. And so, Ashley. And Ashley, uh, one of our other writers from the site. And actually a couple of other, our other people that we know that work on the site. Uh, our uh, other writer, Rob Davis, who does uh, Trailer Time. He's going to be there as well. Um, and we're all going to be at Jeff Max. Well, Jeff Mock, depending on how you say it. I've heard people say it both ways. Um, we're going to be at Jeff Mock's Wicked Winner Ren Fair 10, A Game of Scones. Um, which is really awesome, too. Cat is vending at Solstice Brews. Bill is going to be covering the event. I'm covering the event and helping out at Solstice Brews as well. Ashley will be taking photos. Uh, and Rob is going to be being Rob Davis and running around all over the place. And we're going to hopefully get to spend some time with him. <laughs> but, um... It's going to be a really awesome time. Uh, I wrote an interview that went up on the site the day of this recording uh, with an interview with uh, Jeff Mock. And uh, he was very, very nice to be able to respond to all this with him being a week away from one of his biggest shows that he runs. So it was really cool, but we will all be there. It's going to be an amazing time. If you have the uh, ability to, just go over to our website. If you look at that interview, there's places where you can get your tickets for the event, where it's going to be. It's in Princeton, New Jersey at the Regency Hyatt Hotel, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um all the information's there. I believe it's sixty dollars or uh, sixty dollars at the door for the entire weekend, or you can pay online right now still for fifty bucks to be there for the entire weekend. There's still room at the Overflow Hotels, yeah. um, and there are shovels that take you back and forth. It'll be an amazing time. But if you don't get to go, we should have a ton of content coming up on the website all about Wicked Fair between everybody that's going and interviews. Not going to state who the interviews are with yet, just in case things fall through with anybody. But um, the lineup we have right now is fantastic, and I think everybody's really going to enjoy it. Pretty amazing, yeah. On top of that, too, if you haven't been to the website in a little while, again, the beginning of the month of last month for January, the site did get a total overhaul. 
Most of the small issues that have existed for right after that have all been fixed, and we have more changes coming. I'm really looking forward to it. We have a great new group of writers that are all on. Definitely please check uh, check out the site. If you want to, you can always reach out to us. Shoot us an email at thecaffeinecrew at gmail.com. If you have something you want to bring up on the podcast, we will happily read that on the podcast. Let us know. We always check it. Um, you can always reach out to, uh, to us on um, Facebook, Twitter, follow us on Tumblr. If you just punch in Caffeine Crew on Google, you will find pages upon pages of our stuff. Um, we always have new content, so check out the site every day. Or you can also help us out a huge way. If you go to the website and check on the About Us, there is a little spot that says Amazon Affiliates. If you click on that link, you will be taken to Amazon. If you buy something from Amazon, from going from our link, you will help us out a great deal. Anything that you buy through the Amazon Affiliate link will actually, we get a tiny piece of that pie, which helps us be able to pay for the podcast. Helps us be able to pay for the website and the whole nine, and it's doesn't change your experience and it helps us out a little bit. So if you can do that and let your friends know, all you have to do is go to that uh, link, bookmark it, and whenever you go into Amazon, go in that way. It helps us out so much, and we would thank you so much for it. Also, please, if you want, this podcast is on iTunes. Go over there, rate us. It helps us out a lot. More people can find us, and we'll be able to continue doing this. Um, beyond that, though, I'm going to go around the room real quick, and everybody can say what they're working on, and then we'll say goodnight. So, TJ. Uh, well, I think starting next week, you can uh, look for the solicitations for April. What, wait, this is February, March, May. Solicitations for May. Sorry. And that's for comic books. Yes. And uh, on Sunday, you'll get my regular news and reviews. Yay. Um, this year, I do, um, I'm do. i doing the Anime Music Madness instead of the AMV, so it's a daily dose of anime music, um, openings, endings, image songs, all that jazz. Um, apart from that, I'm just kind of popping random stuff in. You know me, I've been uh, randomly bumping around from topic to topic, and uh, after all this, uh, you know, con stuff dies down, I'm going to get back to uh, going to Original Trek and kind of reviewing old episodes of Original Trek and seeing how they've withstood the test of time. <laughs> Most of them, Spoiler I would... alert, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I am doing a ton of stuff right now, uh, whether it's just doing quick game news, game reviews. Uh, I can tell you this right off the bat. Expect an Order 1886 review probably within the next two weeks. The game launches this Tuesday. I will definitely be reviewing it. If not, one of our new writers, Scott, or um, Nightmare, already talks about doing that. So I guarantee there will be content of some sort, but I would definitely expect that you might see more than one or two reviews on the site for that game. On top of that, next week after Wicked, you will see a lot of content from me as well as Bill and Ashley. Um, so please make sure you check that out. We love doing conventions, and this is the, one of our favorites of every year. And yeah, I can I can definitely say this. I do know um, we'll be doing our second interview with This Way to the Egress. They have a new album coming out. I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with them. Um, and uh, one of the other uh, heads there, um, Wick. Uh, who is one of the people in the VIP. I'm going to be doing a first interview with them, and I know that's already confirmed. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, telling you who the uh, the other primary one is going to be. But yeah, that's everything for us tonight, and we will be back in a month on the show, and then there will definitely be some other piece of audio content between then and now, whether that's one of our old episodes that's not on our account yet, 
that you can listen to early stuff. If not, you'll get something special from us, whether and most likely it will be me and TJ talking about DC Comics' big changes, talking about Convergence, and what is happening after they drop the new 52 moniker, which is not as much as what it sounds like. So we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. See ya.